0: Hi, and welcome back to the Grindhouse Girls podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Katie. My co host is Brittany, and this is a podcast about many strange and spoopy movies. We cover a lot of independent movies and a lot of horror movies, and we do want to caution before starting the podcast that listener discretion is advised, and a lot of subject matter we cover is not appropriate for children and can be quite sensitive. So, if that sounds like something that's up your alley, keep on listening. If not, thanks for stopping by. And on to the podcast. Hey there, this is Katie.
1: And hi, I'm Brittany. And hi, I'm Stephanie. And we're doing Lords of Salem this week.
0: On the Grindhouse Girls podcast. Hi, welcome
2: everybody. Welcome to the show. Yes. <laughs>
0: As you can tell, we have a guest this week.
2: Yay! <laughs>
0: And we're three people recording on two mics, so yes. please forgive any echoiness this week, guys, because yes. we're too excited to have a guest.
2: Oh yeah, we <laughs> love it. Our guest episodes are our favorite episodes, so mm-hmm. now this is our third guest episode ever, and we are so very excited. Yes. So, I know you kind of want to dive right in. I know Miss Stephanie mm-hmm. is aching to talk about this movie. I think we are, too. <laughs> yes. Um, so, tell us. We we're beginning with
1: housekeeping. What yes. housekeeping do we have? I think
0: first Stephanie should introduce oh. herself a little oh, bit, Oh, I'm though. so sorry,
1: Steph. <laughs> That's all right. I'm Stephanie. I went to college with both Katie and Brittany. Yeah. And, um, so we've known each other for 13 years. Ooh. Yes! And, um... I love horror movies and so I was very excited to be invited yes. <laughs>
0: she she's an avid listener and she gives us a lot of really great feedback so yes. we appreciate everything about her and we're glad you're here
2: We are very glad you're here Yay. I'm glad to be here Aww. okay
0: so okay we only have one housekeeping and that's last week uh, for some reason my mic sounded really echoey as I was editing and Brittany's mic cut out the very end. So she does love you guys and said goodnight, I promise. Yes. Um, but I did not catch it, so I'm sorry. As I was editing, I was like, man, I sound like I'm in a cave. So sorry about that, guys. But, you know, sometimes technology fails us, and that's fine. Um, did anybody watch anything fun this week?
2: Uh, I actually took a cue from you last week, and I watched the The Suicide Squad Night HDL Max. Yeah. Did you like it? I I did. I did. I, I wasn't, I don't think I laughed as much as other people laughed at it, but I really liked it. But um, anything that has anything animal related in it is right up my alley. Yes. <laughs> so
0: Did you love all the rats? I did love the rats. The rats rat. are so cute. And their Sebastian's little mess.
2: my favorite, like, obviously, because he's adorable. So and, cute. and then I was like, is that Takawahiti? That's Taco I know. <laughs> I was like,
0: Taika Waititi, why are you in this? I mean, I was happy, but I was like... Wait, I know that face.
2: And Taylor says, who? And I'm like, what we do in the shadows? Duh. And then I said, Jojo Rabbit. Said.
0: By the way, season three for What We Do in the Shadows, September 2nd. Just watched the trailer today. Looks
2: amazing. Is there anything else that you got to watch? Um, I did start, I watched the first few episodes of The King of the Hill, which actually <gasps> aired back in 1997. Love it. One of my um, favorites. I grew up with the show and hadn't seen it in literal years, so I decided, well, why not? And it's funny how different animation is like mm-hmm. it kind of blows my mind after living in 2021 to be like wow this is what animation is. I still love it the story is still compelling and yes. the voice acting is really great it's really funny even to, by today's standards well, it's just so definitely. different it yeah. was
0: kind of like the same time period as like Rugrats and Hey Arnold where they started with hand drawn mm-hmm. animation and then they moved to digital so it's interesting because a lot of the characters just look a little bit different yeah. as time goes on um, but it was pretty good. Um, Stephanie, did you have anything cool that you watched this weekend? Um, I watched
1: Courage the oh, Cowardly yeah. Dog again.
0: A brilliant show. Classic. So classic. I mean, I think we all like the little spooky kids all liked Courage the Cowardly Dog. But across the board, it's beloved,
2: and uh, it's still good as an adult. Isn't? It is. It <laughs> really is. I actually made a Venn diagram a couple years ago, um, and it, it showed up in my newsfeed, And I put in the middle uh, the things I do for love, and I put Jamie Lannister and Courage. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I forgot he talked. Oh yeah, my god, he did talk. Funny thing is I actually because we've been watching so much of it, my husband and I, um, Cartoon Network said after the first season to make him talk less because they said he talked too much.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. It's been a long time, but I watched that show all the time. My dad watched that show with us. It was great. I loved it was Cartoon so weird, Network.
1: But I just loved it. It was yeah. very
0: weird. The one episode that really scared me was the violin girl. There's an episode where he's going through... He has to, like, go downtown. I was like, this poor little puppy. And then there's this creepy little girl with the violin. She turns around and she scared me. But that was the only thing that really scared me. It was just the creeps. Um, I love it. Solid. I love Courage. Um, I didn't watch a ton of stuff because... Um, I did cut this out of last week's episode, so I'm going to repeat. To prepare for The Lords of Salem, since it is a Rob Zombie movie, and I had only seen his Halloween remakes before, I found House of a Thousand Corpses, which was interesting, definitely, to say the least. Um, And then I watched this terrible movie on Netflix called Aftermath, which was, like, one of their horror movies, but it had the guy who was in Animorphs, Sean What's-His-Face, the red-headed guy. You know who I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been... Years- Ashmore. Okay. Sean Ash- Ashmore. And he's been in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it's not good. It's, like, about somebody who moves into a new house where a murder took place. And then is... Are they being haunted? Or is somebody living in the walls? That's the whole movie. It's oh. not great. But, uh, if you're bored, I would watch it. And then, um... I watched the TV show our friend Peter recommended brand new cherry flavor oh, which I've never even heard of. Uh, I yeah, either. it's brand new on Netflix. It's like um it's kind of Neon Demon meets um Coven of American Horror Story meets there was one other movie that like maybe like Nightcrawler cuz it's like a young writer director she comes to Hollywood and she gets kind of a abused up front by like the Hmm. system not like physically abused just abused by the system and she decides to take revenge but apparently she's very susceptible to the spirit world and there's all this weird supernatural stuff that's happening too so it's really cool i i like it i've only gotten three or four episodes in but it's only eight episodes and where is it so on netflix okay is it a
2: netflix original yes Okay, okay so
0: it's interesting i will say Um, I'm liking it so far. And then the last thing I watched, which was kind of... It's a documentary that I've been wanting to watch for a long time because it kept popping up on Hulu, was Hail Satan, question mark. Because it's all about (laughs) Satanism and Satanist, but, like, modern Satanism. Which, I listened to last podcast on the left a lot, and they're always like, Hail Satan at the end. Which, I grew up Catholic, so I, I don't like saying that. But, I understand, you know, after, like if you're a true crime nerd, and you know, about like, the Corpsewood murders, and you get really into that, or the West Memphis Three, and the Robin Hood Hills murders, there's a lot of stuff about modern Satanism that's more about, like, they don't really believe in a deity, per se, like, Christians do. It's more of, like, free will and religious liberty, which it's like, okay, cool, whatever. So, it's interesting to watch, like, modern day people. Also, like, it was about, like, the people putting the Ten Commandments on Capitol buildings, like, in Arizona, and how, like, well, then we should be able to put a, a Hail Satan monument up, too. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you should, technically, legally. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to anyone who doesn't believe that, but it is technically America, and I... we are a free religious state, so... Yeah. yeah. but anyways, it was, it's interesting documentary, But there's a lot of people screaming Hail Satan throughout the whole thing, so, I mean, if that bothers you, maybe don't watch it. It's enlightening, and I thought it was really good for this movie because it kind of deals with witchcraft and Satanism. There's a lot of screaming Hail Satan in this movie, too, but in a very, very, very different way, which (laughs) is interesting. Um, So with that, um, I think we need to start introducing our movie this week, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yay! <laughs> so, um, as Steph said, we are doing The Lords of Salem. It is a 2012 Rob Zombie film. It's on Amazon Prime. And Steph, I think you wanted to helm a little bit about of um, course who wrote and directed.
1: Uh, so, Rob Zombie, better known most by most crowds for his music, um, he actually started to do films back in uh, 2003 with House of a Thousand Corpses, and he did that as a B-film. Like, it was just a camp, a romp that he wanted to do. Um, And from there, there was so much popularity for it that he came back and did Devil's Rejects. And when they did that, they changed the camp feature and Mm -hmm. made it more hardcore. And um, then he just went from there. He's always been a horror fan. He always loves to have his wife in his films. And I think a part of that is honestly because she knows what to expect. And yeah. he he's going to make sure that she's comfortable with what's going on in a filming situation. And, I mean, there are so many directors who use their spouses. Oh, I mean, Tim Burton. Tim Burton does. Yeah. Um, um, y'all talked about uh, one I listened to recently, uh, the Nightcrawler director. He used his wife yeah. in yeah. that film. Renee Russo. Yeah,
2: that's mm-hmm.
1: right. And uh, so it's just, he loves what he does, and... Um, Fun fact, he is doing a Monsters reboot movie. Yes, I did see He that. is. He has been posting about that on his Instagram, and I'm very excited to see what he does with that. But... I'm I'm very
0: nervous because it's something that is near and dear to my heart. And uh, here's the thing about Rob Zombie. For me, because I famously don't like Rob Zombie movies, but I like him as a person. I listen to a lot of <laughs> interviews with him. He seems cool. He seems to really love horror movies. It's more of his execution that i disagree with a lot of his movies start out with a really cool idea and just kind of fall apart at the end plot wise and structure wise and it's not but he doesn't go into them thinking i'm this amazing film genius he goes in it wanting to have fun with his friends and just making a fun movie and making it look fun so i have no no problem with that but from a technical standpoint i always get a little weird with him yeah. but The monsters are something I grew up with. And so I'm like, it might look really cool. I'm a little concerned, but I'm going to wait and see what happens. Um, But I do like him as a person. And, you know, I feel like he's grown a lot. I think this movie shows how much he's grown as a filmmaker because watching House of a Thousand Corpses, which uh, I will say Sherry Moon Zombie actually is okay in Lords of Salem. She's incredibly annoying in all of the other movies. Um, It's her character. So I don't really know if it's direction or her because I haven't really heard her in interviews I think as it's much.
1: Her take on her character. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I hate her character, and I kind
1: of gives his uh, actors free reign. Yeah,
0: I think that's the big problem I have with him because if he has a really good actor like Sid Haig, yeah. it's amazing. But if he has someone who is kind of non- unsure of their character, or like his wife who's not the best actress, but she's good in the right part and they put them in something like, like the Halloween movie she was kind of really bad in, but she fit in this movie really well. Yeah. So he just, I feel like I wish he gave his di- actors a little more direction. Not trying to be critical of him, but I'm just trying yeah. to give my view, because I am going to be more critical because I haven't liked a lot of his movies, but I love the way they look.
1: But yeah. you said you've only seen three, including this one. And Four. And he has seven. I've seen four. He has eight movies.
0: And I made myself watch a lot of his interviews and his music videos because I just wanted to see where he came from. But I like him as a person. I think he's cool. I don't think he would care that I was critiquing him either. He seems very chill.
2: Like, what well, I think, with going back to Sherry Moon and uh, her roles, and especially as in The Devil's Rejects, is that, so, Sherry Moon and Rob have been together for literal years. They've been married for mm-hmm. 19 years this year, but they were together, like, four or five years before they got married. Yeah, so she he had, helped
0: choreograph his stage shows. His solo before. tour, when yeah. he was
2: doing Hillbilly Deluxe, which is where I know him from, mm-hmm. is because my older brother listened to Rob Zombie when we were growing up. And so, every... Day a living dead girl was blaring for the car radio God, yes. all the so, way to elementary school. Um, just so you guys know. So I kinda grew up with this man and I'm very used to kind of like I guess his bill, which is um, like Steph said, is more like kind of Grindhousey B movie. That's what it Definitely music Grindhouse, videos. yes. His music videos are actually very like that too. Yeah. As you guys know, my parents weren't really good about um censoring us. Brandon actually had a shirt when he was nine that said Flesh eating zombie motherfucker on it, <laughs> and um, so that's just that's just kind of where I like I I kind of so I, once again I I think I have a probably a different view of this man because I have I've been familiar yeah. with this man for most of my life, and that's so. m- me
0: is I did not listen to Rob Zombie growing up. Yeah. It wasn't really my thing, and it wasn't really. I had a lot of friends who listened to like Metallica and Corn and things like that. Yeah, but um really the first thing I saw him in was Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments. And I feel like that set up a bad precedent because and now that I'm an adult and I know what he went through in Hollywood, I'm sure they told him, hey Rob why don't you come in all your full Rob Zombie makeup? You too, Sherry Moon, because you're the scary guy. It's a Halloween <laughs> show. So I was like, he seemed very performative and fake to me as a child. Like, it just seemed like it was performative. Like, it was a show. It was an act. It wasn't a real person. Yeah. Listening to him now as a human being and seeing him, like, in real life, I'm like, nah, no, that was just an act. It's kind of like Kiss. You know, yeah. they put on their makeup. They're one way. But he's a totally normal person. So, I feel like I got set up badly by Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Ones. I was like, that's the weird guy with the makeup. Like, because they didn't do that to a lot of other people, but I remember him specifically. I'm sure he showed up for set, and they're like, nah, get more scary, dude. And then he was like, okay, I mean, you're paying me, so whatever. And then, like, he probably watched the thing and was like, why didn't they make anyone else dress all spooky? I don't understand.
2: No, and that's what I was thinking with Sherry Moon. I feel like, especially with um, House of a Thousand Corpses, I think you are right about that movie, Katie. I do think that one was made for fun. I don't think any of the other movies since then have been made for fun, because every other movie since then, I feel, does have a lot more of a serious element oh, to yeah. it. Um, and I think... Going back to Sherry, so she was originally like this kind of pinup, spooky pinup girl. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because she was the girl in the Living Dead Girl music video ah! and stuff, and she was like, yep. I think that was the image. So it makes more sense that's the image they went with with House of a Thousand corpse She was playing a character, caricature of herself, right? But I feel like in other movies, she's not really playing that. I don't know. I I will say I was actually thoroughly impressed with her in this movie.
0: I love her in this movie. I think she's perfect for this. (laughs) I did not like her in the... I don't like the Halloween remakes. Now, it was not Rob Zombie's idea to remake the Halloween movies. They offered him a job. And he said, okay, unfortunately the Weinsteins offered it to him. And, <laughs> and they I was really like, well, fucked him over yeah, he actually they was wouldn't... very
1: drained from the whole experience for those yeah. movies.
0: So they wouldn't give him creative freedom, so this movie he got creative freedom. Jason Blum, before he was Blumhouse Blum, actually gave him the money to do this film mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, do whatever you want. So I don't really like the Halloween makes because they explain too much of Michael Myers' background and, in my opinion, it takes all the scariness away from him because I think it's terrifying that a person that came from a non-violent background, would snap like that. Something, like, totally mundane lifestyle. And he just snapped and kills his sister. When you give him this, like, really awful backstory, it's like, okay, well, I understand why he snapped, but now it's not scary. Now it's just sad. And now I'm just sad for him. And I didn't really (laughs) like it. I was like, oh, Oh, now I'm just sad. (laughs) Um, And the thing I don't like about his movies, except until this movie, is... Even the good characters are not very redeemable. They're all assholes and they're all screaming at each other. And maybe that's what he grew up with. He grew up, his parents worked for the carnival and it was a really rough lifestyle until there was a riot and they finally left. So maybe he grew up with a lot of fighting and a lot of angry people. But I just, I watch his movies and am like, people don't talk like this in real life. Especially not in suburban America, in my experience. So I get, like, there's nobody that's redeemable. I don't like anybody. Even the good guys suck. I couldn't even tell the difference between the two main girls, the final girls, in House of a Thousand Corpses. I was like, I don't even know which one was the final girl because they looked so similar and they were both so irredeemable. So, like, I don't know who he wants you to root for or if he just doesn't care it's just very aimless and it looks cool and i like the way it looks and i think if you like to turn your brain off and just watch gore go for it
1: well but, to be fair sorry no, um no. to be fair he with any horror movie honestly if you think about it you want to root for the bad guy cuz that's you know, think about it if why do we have so many uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween movies, uh, Friday the 13th movies, because he always comes back, and you want to see him do more. And I know that kind of boils down to the excitement of... No, think about it. When you're an adult and you watch movies where teenagers get killed, you're like, yeah, kill the teenagers kind of, kind of feeling. If I'm you not. about that. But, I think okay. it's
2: interesting because I think my brother would absolutely agree with you, Stephanie, because right. he's that person that does every Friday the 13th movie, and he's like, oh my God, this was the best kill in that movie. So right. there is, like... I think there is, but I'm sure a
0: lot of people do. That's not really what I watch them for. I watch them for the symbolism and for, like, you look at, like, Last House on the Left and how that was a direct reaction to the Vietnam War and to the violence in Vietnam and all of that stuff, and it's a horrific movie to watch, the first one, although it some parts were silly, but whatever. It but was the seventies; so we forgive the, them.
2: The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and yeah. but I
0: feel like there's redeemable people in it, so I'm okay with it because there are rules yeah. in horror movies. Till you get to like, but I, I tend to like things like Midsummer and Hereditary, where there's a deeper meaning the in Greek all of the, you about. Grief. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the grief. Yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. much deeper meaning in it. So I don't really like that part. You don't like
1: uh, gore porn, as y'all call it. No, I'm
0: not a gore yeah, porn I, fan. I, mean, I
1: don't either, and I think... I don't
0: mind it if there's a reason for it. I like, mean- Hereditary's got a lot of gore in it, but I'm like, I don't care if it's fun. Uh... Reanimator, yeah, it's campy gore. I like campy gore, and I like really disgusting, realistic. Oh, camp if there's is a great. purpose. Yes, yeah.
1: camp yeah. is absolutely great. But, but I just, just
0: think Rob Zombie's not my cup of tea. And I think what we
2: why different people latch like on to different movies. Yeah, you can exactly. have two people Which... love the same movie and love different aspects yes. of it. Right. But also, movie. let
0: me say, me saying Rob Zombie's not my cup of tea does not mean it's it isn't a is it a bad movie? Is he a bad filmmaker? No, yeah. he makes it for a group of people who like that and that's totally fine there's nothing wrong with it just because we always say on this movie, on this podcast our opinion is our opinion. And if you have a different opinion, that's yeah. fine. And please exactly. share it. Because I do not care. I don't, I don't think everyone has to agree with me well, just for me to
2: the care about them. I watch horror movies is because it's kind of like an adrenaline rush. I think of yeah. it as riding a roller coaster. Exactly. Like, it's
1: entertaining. Yeah. And I, I actually was going to be a dork and quote this because we're all theater people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is a musical called Something Rotten. Yep. And there is a line where they are discussing what a musical is. And uh, they... They ask why they're doing something, and they say, why? Does it advance the plot? No. Well, does it advance character? Not necessarily. Then why do it? Because it's entertaining. Yeah. So, you know, they want to do it because it's something that people will be, they will enjoy. And um, I actually saw a really uh, perfect review of what Rob Zombie does as a director. Mm -hmm. Um, It was on IMDb. The guy's name is Nick Shager. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm... Mm -hmm. Uh, quoting people right it he said uh, Rob Zombie understands horror as an oral visual experience that should gnaw at the nerves, seep into the subconscious, and beget unshakable nightmares because honestly, if you think about a horror movie that's what people go in for is to be scared.
2: I will say before we get into spoiler alerts, um this movie does have a sense of dread.
1: Mm-hmm. throughout
2: it and i don't think this movie is the type of movie you watch to enjoy Not it's not like something you put it on friday night like oh we're gonna no. watch lords of salem it's like no. No. you no. watch it because there is something kind of visceral mm-hmm. about yeah. this movie and there is kind of like the first time i watched it i also kind of felt sick at the end of it a little bit
0: yeah i guess and again so i watched his recently i've watched his oldest movie and not his newest but probably his best made movie, it sounds like. I think Lord of the Salem probably got the best reviews, is what most people can argue. And, like, when I finished watching House of a Thousand Corpse, I was like, yeah, I just don't feel like I accomplished much wasting my time watching that. But, it looks cool. I loved it. This, I mean, and that's fine. I didn't feel like that. But this movie, I was like, you know, at least I had things to think about, and I liked the visuals, and like, there was a redeemable, there were several redeemable characters in this one, so I feel like he's really growing as a director, and he didn't have any directing experience before he started doing movies. He was a production assistant on Pee-wee's Playhouse. That's all he did. And music videos. And so I watched House of Thousand Corpses, and there's a lot of, like, jarring visuals, and, like, he randomly does this, like, Grindhouse stuff It's really distracting, and I hated it. I was very annoyed by it. But then I was like, well, he came from doing music videos and Pee-wee's Playhouse. And Pee-wee's Playhouse is basically an acid trip for children. Yeah, yeah. So, I get why he started doing that then. This one he take he still does like some really trippy stuff in this movie. But because of the setup, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. In this one and it's so it just makes sense. There's a better framing device. He's growing as a director. I hope he does something else with structure again because I feel like he could become, like, a really, really, really solid director. I don't know if he's ever going to reach Ari Aster or Robert Eggers' status, but, I mean, I think he could be a very solid person. I think this one's probably the his most personal
2: yeah, movie. Yeah, I agree with that. They, he did say in an interview that all these characters are different representations of himself, yeah. which is really interesting. And it's
0: some kind of spiritual prequel to the Halloween movies. I don't really get that. Um, Unless Sherry's, yeah. care. it was on IMDb, so I'm like, there is a one take critic, with a grain of salt. But.
2: I cannot credit the critic who said this, but some critic actually saw it kind of as part of the Three Mothers trilogy that we've talked about before. They said they could see it as a fourth. Hmm. movie in the Three Mothers trilogy, essentially, a lot of the things. I want
0: Luca Guadagnino to do more, because yeah. I love the the new superior. Also,
2: funny, <laughs> uh, funny enough, I actually think Devil's Rejects, if I'm not mistaken, was his highest critically acclaimed film. Now, before we hit characters, is there anything you would like to talk about a little bit more, Steph?
1: Um, not that I can think of. I'm ready to jump in. Okay, you ready yeah. to jump in? So, we have, um... Sherry Moon as Heidi LaRock is how she is introduced. She is a DJ at uh, Salem's local radio station. And um, she's been in all of Rob Zombie's films. And um, I, I personally love her uh, portrayal in her other moves. I love how psychotic she is
2: also um she was in a movie called the toolbox murder so she mm-hmm. has acted outside of rob's <gasps> movies too oh my gosh yep. she has one yeah. whole time and y'all, one, time. one hey, whole time that's <laughs> more i didn't bd crackers than i have so. True. true 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 <laughs> uh yeah
0: okay. the thing the question the most questionable thing about them to me is the white people dreads it's always. But we have gotten me. better.
2: We have this movie did come out eight years ago. Yes, I think we yes. We are more conscientious of things. It fits
0: her character because she's kind of.
1: She's a hippie. She's a. Essentially. She's yeah. like
0: a you know rock chick hippie. Like yeah. that is it. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but he's still technically white people dress. I like crab zombie. Why?
2: I just think nowadays that people are a lot more conscientious. Yes. Of that. So yes. Yeah. So maybe Heidi would have a different hairstyle. If it was yeah,
0: one point it fits her character it's for like... that time period. Definitely.
2: But I'm sorry, Steph. Would you like to go over any of the other actors?
1: Um. The only other one that I really just want to point out is uh, the lovely Meg Foster. She is oh, yeah, a she's part cool. of all of the flashback moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays Margaret Morgan, um, mm-hmm. just to essentially say she is the head witch of a coven. And she, more famously, is known, if you want to think back to this horrible, horrible movie of the 80s, of Masters of the Universe. Yes. Oh. She played Evil Lynn. And she has the most, as as my husband says, her eyes are stunning. Yeah, yeah, like, they're very. She creepy. in this movie, you know, she's she's covered in dirt. Her hair is a matte. but her eyes <sighs> just so stand out so much. And they I do. think she does a phenomenal job in this movie. <laughs> she and does. Uh, she was also in a, a John Carpenter film. She was in uh, They Live, mm-hmm. yeah, which I've honestly never seen. I, I'm still slightly sheltered in my own movies um, because I wasn't allowed to watch this stuff as a kid, so I'm still trying to pack it all into right. right.
0: Yeah, and she was in, um, she's done, she did 31, which is a newer mm-hmm. Rob Zombie movie. and in that one She great. was in Overlord oh, as yes, the possessed ant. The one
2: we jumped at. Yeah, it's the yeah. one that
0: scared us. Yeah. Um <laughs> I do like, so Bruce Davison plays Francis Matthias, who is, like, this uh, author who starts um, researching what's going on in Salem with Heidi. Um, And it was originally Bruce Dern was this character, which, while I was watching, I was like is that Bruce Stern? And then I was like, no, it's not, but I know his face. And uh, Bruce Stern was originally cast, and then he had a scheduling conflict, so they offered the part to Bruce Davison. And he was in The Crucible, which is funny, because it's about the Salem Witch Trials. It's also about the... <laughs> You know, the, the communism trials, or what, McCarthy trials, yeah. Yeah. McCarthy hearings. So he was, he's done a, the Salem Witch Trials a couple of times now yeah, with this you. movie. And then he's also been in the X-Men, the older X-Men movies as a politician. I vaguely remember him from those. Senator
1: Kelly.
2: Yes. Yeah. Now, I see, I wrote him down. He was Willard in Willard in 1971. Yes. So Rob Zombie cast as a lot of uh, well-known older car movie actors mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He also was in Longtime Companion, which I have mentioned. Yes, again and again. yes, 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 um, He was David Longtime Companion, and he got a lot of critical acclaim.
0: Um, also, speaking of he likes to cast old actors, I have to say her, because when I was a little girl in high school... At my Catholic school, we did a Broadway review, and they, for some reason, thought it was appropriate for us to do the Time Warp at the end of the first <laughs> oh my act my gosh. all four years. And I had never seen it before. And they said, "Will you be Magenta? She's the maid." Yes. I had never seen it before, so I said, "Okay." And I watched just the Time Warp, and I did her little voice. And then my mom let me and my friend watch the whole movie, and then she watched the next night, she hadn't seen it since the 70s. She's like, I don't know if I should let you watch that, but, uh, you've watched it now, so whatever. Um, but, uh, he cast Patricia Quinn as Megan, who is a quote-unquote sister of the landlady, um... And uh, she was magenta in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And she was in Shock Treatment. And she was also in Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Yeah. Um, and then also Ken Forey makes another appearance. He does a lot of Rob Zombie movies. I think he's a frequent collaborator. Yes. And if you don't know who, you know who it is. He was in Dawn of the Dead. Um, he was also in The Devil's Reject and the Halloween movies. But we all know him as... The dad from Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Because ever since... He was in a different movie we reviewed recently. (laughs) No, he was in Black Noir. That that documentary that I watched about black horror movies. And he was in it. And I was like, why does he look familiar? It's Keenan and Kel's dad. Well, 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 Keenan's dad.
2: So I love the original Donna and the Dead. And he was Peter Mm -hmm. and Donna the Dead. He was one of the three main characters Mm -hmm. in that movie.
0: So he plays one of the other radio DJs with Heidi. Also, the other radio DJ is played by Jeff Daniel Phillips, who's Herman Whitey, Mm -hmm. Salvador.
1: (laughs) The reason for that is because both Kevin Foray and Jeff Daniel Phillips, both of their characters' names are Herman, Herman. but Kevin Foray is black, so they make Jeff Daniel's nickname Whitey, and he's also um, a favorite of Rob's to uh, use in his films. He's been in several of his other films as
2: well.
0: Yeah, He also was on the Westworld TV series, and I can't remember what character he is, but I've seen it. I like it. And then he was you remember the caveman from Geico, how they had a TV yes. show? Apparently he was in that.
1: Was oh, <laughs> he? Yeah, before
0: it got cancelled very soon. I was like I was like,
2: Okay, okay. Well I have to save them I I have to save the best characters for last. But um there's Judy Gleason who's mm-hmm. Lacey Doyle, um, who is another one of the sisters and actually is Heidi's landlady. Um, she was in Two Star With Love, which I was like, oh, because yeah. she was a very young woman. She was probably like an older teenager in Two Star With Love, yeah. um, but that's a classic movie. She's in Brannigan, um, and she actually played the reoccurring role of Maggie in Mad About You, which was a very popular yeah. TV show when we were growing up. Would you like to tell us about Dee Wallace as well? Sure.
0: Dee Wallace has done a lot, a lot of horror movies. She is like horror movie royalty. She was in Cujo, yeah. The Hills Have Eyes, the original one. Critters, which is like a dumb one, but people like it for the creature effects. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Is she, I yeah, think she's, she's the she's mom. the mom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she was also in The Howling.
2: And did you write down anything about Andrew Prime as um, Jonathan Hoffman?
0: I did not. They actually had a different actor originally cast as him who passed away right before this movie came That's out. Really sad. Uh And now I thought I wrote a note about it, and I didn't. I think it was Robert.
2: Robert Lynch. Thank okay.
0: you, Robert Lynch.
2: So, uh, Andrew was in the original Miracle Worker from 1962. <gasps> he was in the Wonder Woman my favorite
0: movie. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. He was, he
2: was in there. I believe he was actually Helen Keller's dad. Oh,
0: he's good. The... He's kind of scary. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah.
0: Wait,
1: no. He was Helen Keller's brother. brother. Oh, okay. So sorry, oh, he's brother. much
0: friendlier. He's brother. much more friendly and okay. approachable. It's
1: an amazing movie. If you if
0: don't watch the remake with the little Pepsi commercial girl, watch the original with Anne Bancroft. <laughs> it is in black and white but it is really good yeah. it's really really good and it's very heartwarming and yeah. One of the one of the few Alabamians that we can be proud of.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he was also um in the Wonder Woman 1974 TV movie and Animaville 2, The Possession. Um, and this man's oh, yeah. in a hell of a lot of TV shows. Just look him up. Like I'm like his IMBD for his TV shows. It just goes on and on and on. But now I have to introduce my two favorite characters. Um so we have Troy the Dog as Troy the Dog. yes, yes. Was that their
0: dog? <laughs> That's what I was yeah, trying to they figure had out. Okay. So
1: I'm not sure whose dog that
0: was. And then but last, but it
2: certainly was his only not least, last, but certainly not least, we had Noodles the goat. Uh, yes. The goat.
0: <laughs> and I think we also, she is a much smaller part, but Maria Conchita Alonso as Alice Mathias yes. was very memorable. She is, and she was in Saints and Centers. The Running Man, and Predator 2. Oh, yeah. So okay. she's she's been a lot of stuff, too. So
2: Yeah, so, I mean, he really knows what he's doing with casting. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like Easter eggs. Clearly, um, and I will get into this later as we go into our pros and cons, but this movie had a 22-day production schedule. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, and a very
0: small budget, which is weird because yeah. it looks like it is a bigger budget than any of his other movies, and I think it's just he did film in Salem. He apparently went to a friend's wedding in Salem because he grew up in Massachusetts and was like, Huh! It'd be cool to have like a movie with a haunted like radio station or a record from a radio station in salem it's a cool town and that's how this movie came about yeah i do think this movie you can tell how much he's grown as a filmmaker i think it was also his first movie shot on digital
1: yes it was and he didn't actually use any digital yeah Yeah. practical which
0: shows that's why it looks good um did anybody write a synopsis for our lovely lovely film
2: Um, I did. (laughs) Stephanie is following Gryhouse Girls' tradition, which is who picks the movie usually writes the synopsis. Yes.
1: Okay, so a recovering drug addict, Heidi, a DJ at a local radio station in Salem, receives a gift from the Lords, a mysterious record that she believes to be from a local band trying to make a name for themselves. When Heidi plays it on the radio, strange things start to happen to her, with disturbing hallucinations that lead her to carrying out the Lords of Salem's curse on their killers.
0: Ooh, Ooh, spooky, scary! Music! (laughs) What is going to happen
2: here?
0: (laughs) I guess with that, we're going to see
2: spoilers. Yes, so So skip ahead if you don't want spoilers. This is the Lords of Salem is on Amazon Prime. Uh, please, uh, watch it, watch it, come back to our discussion, uh, with fresh feelings and a total sense of dread. Uh, okay. but that being said, we are three, two, one spoilers.
0: Um, so basically we start our film where we see our main character, Heidi, driving on a lonely road, um, which is interesting because the rest of the movie she walks everywhere, so I don't know why she's in a car. In this one, maybe she she's driving home. Driving, yeah. I she or she's riding through. in a car. Yeah. A well, let's say, she looks like she's passing out too the whole yeah. time, so I'm like, I hope she's not driving, Um, she seems to be zoning out, but we have these flashbacks to Reverend Jonathan Hawthorne, who was a real person. Jonathan Hawthorne was a reverend who, uh, tried a lot of people in the Salem Witch Trials. Um, he is the relative of author Nathaniel Hawthorne, who added a W into his name because he didn't want to be associated with his, um, relative because he didn't really like that he killed a bunch of people who may or may not have been guilty of anything. (laughs) Um, So basically he is writing about Margaret Mulligan and her six other witches whom he calls the Lords of Salem and how awful they are and you see these women and I gotta say Usually, like, I'm pretty witch-positive. I love the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, at least the first season. I haven't finished the second or third season yet. Oh, but these witches are the grossest witches I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I would not want to be around them. Okay, they so are they nasty. Remind me of, they remind me of Mienads. Like right?
2: Mayna- Mimads. 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 Yeah. Yeah. From the very beginning, from the Bacchae. Yeah. like, a Dionysus's followers. Yeah. i like, yeah, there's something very The Bacchae. Horrible. The Bacchae. Yeah. Or Mienads. Yeah. 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 Either one. They- They're very, like, primal. But they're
0: not, like, fun primal. They're, like, they went and rolled and the pigs died. Like, and that's, like, a... They're also nude, but I honestly like that it's real people that are nude. He didn't, like, he wouldn't just be like, let me get all the models and just uh, smudge a little dirt on your face, and that's fine. (laughs) He, like, got, like, real women, um, age ranges from, like, 25 to, like, 65, and was like, y'all okay with being naked? Cool, because that's what we're doing. (laughs) And so, like, they're, like, dancing around a circle, they're screaming, hell, Satan, and they are, like, denouncing God and Jesus and all that, and it's very, for me, as a Christian lady, who likes scary movies, but is still a Christian, is, I'm kind of, like, okay, a little uncomfortable with all the hell Satan, but, you know. We're
2: looking at the pros in this situation, they really love each other, they're, like, sisters or They are, but <laughs> when they start, like,
0: forcing women to give birth to babies, and then, throwing the babies away violently i'm like i don't i don't like these witches
2: okay i know we're jumping ahead but i think she offered herself to
0: try the, this children. one yes yeah but that's the whole thing from yeah. we're not there yet but I have, Steph- like, I
2: have like stephanie like that that like, oh, i have like three pages
0: of of conflicting ideal ideologies of witchcraft and this yeah. movie doesn't seem to really understand it But I think his point is that these are evil witches. These are bad, evil witches. And they actually are guilty of what they're being tried for, which is in, you know, contrast to all the witches that uh, were not witches that got tried and were just normal people. Um, But these ladies are kind of fucking evil. And I'm like, okay, uh, all right, this is real. I guess that makes them scarier, though. Yeah. Because they really do have ill will for people. However, uh, I don't know if dancing in the woods is cause for, like, you know, yeah. killing people. I don't find that to be a thing. Anyways, so um and all of a sudden they just kinda like pause while they're all gallivanting and it's just like the Lords of Salem. And then we see um Heidi who is naked as always because like it's this. Sherry Moon zombie I and she like always that. is naked. I think
2: there's two reasons that we can see Heidi naked. Is one she's there vulnerable, like we see in her very yeah. vulnerable state. Two, it kind of ties her in with the witches. There's something, like, normal about being... I naked. just thought it's
0: because Sherry Moon Zombie worked really hard for that butt, and she likes to show it off. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I'm in.
2: Mean, she's sleeping. She's not sleeping with anybody. Hey. She's, yeah. She's,
0: like, what, 45?
2: She's, like, 39 when this movie was filmed, Yeah, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's
0: no... It's just funny, because it's, it's just a joke, y'all. Yeah, It's fun. <laughs> she likes being naked. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But I do like the whole, like... Connecting that with the witches. So I think you got something, but I was just being a snobby little bitch. Um, <laughs> and she she's like a blonde rock chick with dreadlocks. And she's like, I say rock chick in quotations because that's literally like how everyone in the reviews like was like, Super rock chick Heidi is a rock DJ. And she's got the dreads. And she kind of dresses like it's 19, 1996 Seattle. Like I'm like, did people dress like this in 2013? I feel like she's dressing like the 90s, or is this supposed she's to take place like in a the hippie, 90s? Like boho look.
2: Yeah, it, I feel. yeah. Like, yeah. She's,
0: but I love the jacket. I always wanted a jacket like that, where it's like the big fur. The, trim. Yeah, like the fur trim, like the faux fur with like the leather, um, the suede, and it has like the pretty little like boho designs. I was really into being a hippie oh. when I was a little kid. Also, super
2: so. important to also note that we meet her dog Troy. <laughs> like yes, she yes. has
0: an adorable <laughs> dog. He's
2: such a chunky little baby he's so cute and he has a little color, so he's like a duck like he's she a golden retriever, but
0: he has a yeah that was color. actually my next sentence i was about to read it was like he has, she has an adorable dog named traw he's a golden retriever and she has this really cool older british lady as her landlord named lacy and she's like she sees this person in the hallway as she's like waking up in the morning and she's like hey lacy you finally like rented room five out and she's like Oh, honey, no, I haven't. That place is empty, but I'll check it if you want. And she's like, oh, weird. I saw someone, and they looked at me, and then they walked away, and she's like, weird.
2: Spoiler alert, but also the second time watching it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's totally fucking gaslighting her. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is really scary. Because
0: you see as she's – so she goes to walk Troy, and you see – the landlady Lacey go upstairs and like the way they direct it I'm like oh my god something's gonna happen to the landlady like right away oh my god but she just like walks up to the door and like doesn't even bother opening it she's just like oh it's locked okay bye and I'm like oh okay so the second time you watch it you're like oh okay so yeah so Lacey's obviously like really nice she seems to really like Heidi for some reason and it's a really nice little relationship um so we see her at work and they do a really good intro where they're just like Salem Rocks, yeah, Rocktober, y'all. I'm just kidding, no. But it's like it's like your stereotypical like radio DJ commercial, and you there's three hosts. Heidi's like the girl host, and Rob Zombie said he liked uh, Sherry Moon Zombie for this role because um, she's kind of used to being a double natured person in his movies. Like she often plays characters that aren't like herself. And then at home, she's a lot quieter, but she's usually, like, effervescent and stuff, like Baby and all those movies is, like, I am annoyed by her, but she is effervescent. That's probably why she's so annoying, and I'm like that, too, so I probably see myself in her. Who knows? But she is very perky, and she's, like, the classic girl character on the radio show. She's a very different personality than she is at home. At home, she's very quiet. And in this movie, like, things more happen to her than her making them happen, which I find very interesting because she is a struggling addict. So, like, it's just interesting. that I like I that really about her character. Like that.
2: Yeah, I really like that, too. Kind of double facet idea where it's like she is, like, putting on a show. Yes. When she's around, like, and you, you see that. The other two are, yeah. too.
0: Whitey and Herman are both kind of putting on a little bit of a personality. Like, her, um, Whitey is way more inappropriate. He's always playing, like oh, yes, sincere. yes, my Freuden, who, like, some, like, <laughs> German lady, like, uh, I don't know, later Fraulein. my Hosen, yeah, yeah, Fraulein, and then, like, uh, Herman's just, like, overly the cool guy, like, and he's always, <laughs> like, I'm gonna go on this different diet, but it's because it's a radio show, and you're always gonna be a heightened reality, even if you're pretty much yourself, but we also learned that she goes by a fake name. Obviously, La Rock is not her real last name. Yeah. Um, and when they're done with the show, they do have this interesting metalhead guy that they're interviewing. And he's like...
1: He's supposed to be from a band called Leviathan. And they are interviewing him. And they're playing his heavy metal song. And what I thought was so funny, like, talking about the fact that, um, you know, she is so different of a character um, off of the radio station Mm-hmm. It's you know it's it's just what your typical heavy metal music is, and you see her mouthing the words to Whitey. She goes, "Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like this is so weird. I, yeah. what what is this random garbage? Yeah, and so she plays along with it. Okay, this is cool. Yeah, and um, he's this huge like satanic follower. Um, yeah kind of band member. I He's can't, like black metal. I mean, is like Cal what Gorman, yeah, that was his name. Oh, okay. Um and so she she just plays along with it and he talks something about the goat. And mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting. She's just like, why the goat? Why not the pig? Yeah. And he made this whole big argument, and it was so interesting to me. He says, the goat has free will, and for that reason he'll always be punished by the oppressor god. God must die. God is the Mm -hmm. unholy pig that we serve the butcher. And so they're just like, okay, this is really great. So already you have this theme of the goat. Yeah. Coming into modern day versus her flashback. there
0: was a goat in the old flashback, right. too, in the first one. That's where the Lords of Salem yeah. letters came up.
1: But after they
2: record, after that recording session, their secretary gives Heidi a box that comes in for her, yes. and uh, inside the wooden box there's a record from the band The Lords. Um, Monster leaves, that's the other Herman, and so Heidi and Whitey walk home together, and it's obviously very good friends. Like, they're very, very comfortable around mm-hmm. one another, so we automatically get that relationship from the two of them. Um, but they get home. Seems like
0: Whitey wants to be more than friends. I
2: would
1: agree with that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. What not in a, not a
0: creepy yeah. way. Just, like, he seems to, like, really care. Like, he walks her home. Yeah. Like, she's obviously, like, a very...
2: Like independent, independent
0: woman. Yeah. She walks everywhere herself, but he specifically, like, he rode his bike there, but he's gonna, like, walk his bike back yeah. to make sure she's okay. she
2: can't get on the seat because she's too dizzy. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, because they're all drinking afterwards, but it's yeah. all good.
2: But they decide to play the Lord's album and Heidi has a very visceral reaction yes. where she kind of sees um this kind of, like, flashback of a mm-hmm. couple member delivering the baby. So, just so you guys know, this was a prosthetic baby. I just wanted to point that out. Um, it's pretty obvious yeah, the way it
1: jiggles. Yeah, like Jello. Also, <laughs> yeah.
2: the face is really off on it. So, um, but was it
0: the the size was pretty accurate? Yeah, it's about the size of a Gizmo. Gizmo is eleven pounds, <laughs> and that's about the, a, as big as a newborn gets. So. Yeah.
2: And that's where, um, it wasn't until the second time I was watching this movie that I realized the mother was actually the, the member of the coven that gets really cited. at, she's like the younger girl. But she, she's delivering this baby, and Margaret, who's the head witch, of course, mentions how they have felled, and they spit on the baby. And so, and she's just like, and I think the first time I watched this, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because it's just like, she's holding this baby, and she's like, Yay.
1: A lot of it is in tongues, so you yeah. can't understand.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> Um, she just spits on the baby. She just spits on the baby, like, a like, few different times, where I'm like, this isn't a real baby, but it's still kind of this, like, it's like yeah. a action.
0: Um, I don't like baby abuse. It's gross. So,
2: this is where I'm kind of like, we'll go deeper in the movie, but I'm, I'm kind of wondering if Whitey and Heidi have already had some kind of, like, relationship. Because she's like, I have to go lay down. And she's like, you can crash and on the couch. And he's like, really? The couch? And I that's, thought the same yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. So, I'm just like, oh, maybe they have had, you Wait, know. I also
1: wonder if it's, like, really the couch. Like, come on, I've stayed in your bed before. Or if it was really the couch, you're going to let me stay over? Oh, yeah. Like but that he kind in of such, thing. He said in such
2: a, really the
1: couch? Like. well, See, I got
0: the second, the second time I watched it, he sounded more enthused about it.
1: Oh, you think so? So, but I don't know. Because also, when they first get over to um, Heidi's house... He plays um, a song from Velvet Underground oh, yeah. called uh, "Venus and Furs," mm-hmm. and it's like supposed to be a very seductive yeah. song. And she's, and she's like, like really? a little, and nose. he's like, "It's kind of obvious, huh?" And so it was like she shot him down, but then she's like, "You can stay the night." And so he's like, "Really, I can stay?" Oh, okay. Well, also, how I felt it. Oh, okay.
2: You know,
0: when you go through AA or N- I-, I assume she's in NA because that's Narcotics Anonymous you're not really supposed to get into a relationship soon. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if maybe she's, they did date and then she had uh, issues and so maybe she had to go back into the program and maybe like she quit, maybe they quit dating because he seems to know about her substance abuse issues because Mm -hmm. you know, when she's not feeling too good later in the movie, he's She's like, "Don't worry, I'm not like using again. She doesn't have to explain it to him." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "I know what you're thinking. It's not that." So I wonder if they were in a relationship and maybe her substance abuse got in the way of it.
2: Yeah.
0: And so, but he still wants her, but she could be one of these people who is just really sweet and is like, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm going through things and I am not ready." to give you the attention that you need. And so let's not do a romantic thing right now. Yeah. And like, he's just waiting for her to get ready so that they can have a relationship because he loves her. Oh
1: yeah. Really quick. Uh, Did y'all notice when he tried to play the record that it scratched? Yes. And then as soon as she touched it, it played. Yes. Yeah.
0: Apparently they had a really tough time making that that happen. happen. And they finally like took the needle off.
2: But we're also, so the way they set this movie's up is that it happens over really the course of six days, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's the title card's Tuesday. It's the first time we see a witch in Heidi's house.
0: Um, That was freaky. So,
2: yeah. And um, we also learn during this day that Heidi is a recovering addict um, because we see her attend a meeting.
0: Yeah, I really like the way they show it because, like, they don't have to over-explain it. They just show her walking to the meeting and just somebody else giving their testimony. Mm -hmm.
2: And it's on their show that night they interviewed Francis um who wrote a book on the Salem Witch Trials and so I love him. I know and I thought it was interesting cuz he literally also says that he believes that witchcraft is brought on by a delusional state of mind. Yes. So I
1: thought I had a super... note about that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was he's like
2: okay.
0: He's very positive about like wiccans and stuff cuz they're like are there real witches in Salem? And he's like well no like there are wiccans and they're really nice. Yeah. Like he's not a he's not a douchebag. He doesn't hate witches but he doesn't like evil witches. And I think that's the key point of these witches is they're... And I was surprised because I thought we were going to be very witch positive in this movie and it's very much (laughs) not that. It's like they are like fucking evil.
2: How about I also for... Quick and side note, guys. For some reason, I got Lords of Salem and Lords of Dogtown mixed up. Oh, Star- I was thinking <laughs> Lords of <laughs> Chaos, Chaos mixed up too. World, yeah, and Lords of Chaos. So for a long time, especially like the black metal guy, in a, um, a skateboard movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, um, but um, so, but they end up playing the record um, on their show that night, and in and a segment movie. they call oh, yeah.
1: "Smash, uh, or trash. Smash yes. Our Trash." Smash our
2: trash, and multiple women across Salem have a reaction to this mm-hmm. music. And also Katie, I thought you enjoyed you saw Barbara Crampton in the scene because she was in the movie and got cut. Uh or her storyline got cut. Mm-hmm. But Heidi again, um she she has a reaction to it and she's like, can you guys mute this? Because she automatically knows something is off but she doesn't know what. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But she again mentions to Francis because he, he automatically takes an interest because they call it the lords and, and monster goes, we'll just call it the lords of Salem and something kind of clicks yeah. in Francis' head and so he asks her about it she's like, yeah, the album was specifically sent to me. I didn't realize anyone knew my real name.
0: Fucking you know, internet.
2: Yeah. Internet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. right. So... <laughs> And so he starts to, that kind of sends Francis down this rabbit hole to research. And so Heidi goes home. And when she arrives home, Lacey invites her to hang out with her and her two
0: sisters. Her, sisters. Her sisters. Which is weird because, so, Lacey has a very strict British accent. Or almost Mm Australian-y British. Mm -hmm. And then uh, her other sister has, like, an Irish-English accent. And then her other sister's just plain American. And I'm just like... Are you sisters? Are you sisters? Sisters. Wallace,
1: I loved her character. She was supposed to be a self-help guru, and she was such a goof. She got the haircut. What I think is so funny is she was actually in um, Three from Hell, and she played a very different character. So she's this bubbly little blonde, but in in Three from Hell, she's actually one of the uh, prison guards that Baby is in, and she you know basically just treats her like dirt and she's oh. just like you know bit, or what did she say snitches get stitches and she's got this dark brown hair and, and um baby actually breaks her nose in the movie so uh-huh. it's just like this completely different character to, yeah. to see her go from one extreme to the other i loved love her <laughs> yeah i
2: love when actors do that kind of stuff um and that's sadly exactly, so sunny is a self-help guru and megan is a palm reader um, yeah, and so Heidi lets Megan read her palm, um, and she kind of gets weirded out, understandably, when Megan starts talking yeah. about her unconscious desires. Yeah, and she's also
0: like, "There's a difference between dis- fate, fate, and destiny. And destiny. Mm-hmm. destiny, you have a choice. Fate, you don't have any choice in it at all."
2: And Heidi has probably what my reaction would be would be like, oh, "I don't want to know." Yeah, that's well, what yeah. I was like.
0: I was like, "Smart girl, like, yeah, walk away."
2: Exactly. And God bless it. So she she leaves, and Lacey apologized, but. Afterwards, in a really cool shot, we see this kind of transparent witch walk the halls after the Mm -hmm. interaction, so...
1: Now, the, all of those little witchy scenes, ghost witch scenes, are supposed to be, I do believe they're supposed to be Margaret Morgan. Yeah, I know, I know sure.
0: at least yeah. the first one in the kitchen is.
2: Yeah, because we can see, because it's once again, yeah. Stephanie mentions the eyes, you can kind of see it's Margaret. Which, it's yeah. great,
0: because she's just feeding Troy, and there's not, I don't think there was even like a noise. She just no. turns on the kitchen light, and, and she's, she's just, just, just like it. standing on her countertop, but she doesn't <laughs> see her, and it's just like, okay, okay that's weird. Which I think the is the interesting
1: best. is because, you know, dogs in scary movies yeah, always... always see that sense but something. But that's how didn't sense anything. But yeah. that's why my whole argument, I'm, we'll get more into this later, I'm sure, is maybe the witches aren't the bad guys in this scenario, so oh. maybe oh. he does there's he's no not threatened. By there her. is
2: definitely two <laughs> to, 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 to tell you both of you guys, and you guys have picked, there's definitely misogyny going on throughout there's this There's a period. lot of misogyny uh, yes. and a
0: lot of consent issues. Yeah. That's
2: the thing I have. I'm like, you can't have free will without Fun consent. Fun fact, so the dog Troy um, was very Difficult to deal with, which is why Troy appears. For less and less less. Throughout the movie. Um, So maybe, maybe Troy was just bad at sensing um, evil presences. But he also lesson. like
0: barks at the apartment that night yeah. too. Like that yes. night, she goes to bed.
2: That's true. Oh, is there yes. something that happened before This is the yeah. scene coming up. So
0: she, she goes to bed and she wakes up, and this is reminds me of my dog, and I'm sure Brittany, your dog. I'm sure your dogs and pets too stuff like where they just bark at nothing. I had put up a TikTok video the other day because literally Gudmo was sitting in this room barking at nothing. And I was like, <laughs> should I be nervous? Is something haunted? What is going on? But he's like, for some reason, out in the middle of the hallway, she's like, Troy, get back here. Get yeah. back here. Because there's other tenants. And she's like, what the fuck? And he won't. And he's just... And of course, like, room five, the haunted room, which there's a lot of Shining vibes with the apartment building. And yes. this movie is very much... Rob Zombie doesn't really come up with quote-unquote original ideas. He usually takes something
1: like the... Well, he loves the, the 70s horror yeah. stuff. He yeah. went with Suspiria yeah. and Shining for this. It's
0: very so this is very Rosemary's Baby yeah, and yeah. um, *and The Shining. He said this was if Ken Russell had directed The Shining. This is mm-hmm. what this movie would be.
2: Yeah, And I'll make this quick and we're going to get back no, to good. the plot. But it's it's very much like the movies you wanted to see when you were a kid. It's like, are you wanted to create it when you yeah. were a kid? You right. love something I think and you want to make I think something he's Inspired. actually said that.
0: I think he actually said that, like, the reason I make movies is, like, these are what I wanted to watch when I was a kid.
2: Well, I think about movies so. I would want to do is, like, what would I want to watch as an audience? Yes. Mm-hmm. The things I like. But she goes out to the hall, because Troy's out there, and mm-hmm. so she she puts Troy in, but she notices that the door to apartment five is open, and her curiosity causes her to go inside where she sees this, like, large neon cross.
0: Which yeah. is the first thing that bothered me, is if it's, which is Satanist, why is the cross upright? Shouldn't it be upside down?
1: I don't know if you could necessarily say that witchcraft and Satanism are one and the same, though.
0: But they're doing Hail Satan, so I assume they're Satanists, not just witches. Because they're worshipping Satan.
1: It could have just been a way to draw her in. Then
0: why is it a cross? This is, I'm getting that, very nitpicky. That, that's
1: nit-peaking. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, no, this maybe is, it's so like, why so that is that it, it She does seem to do like a, a
2: sign of worship when she sees yeah. it, though, mm-hmm. where she kind of raises her arms and she kind of looks at it, um, which is very, very interesting why that would be the reaction, too. But no, we know it's a dream. So she hears Margaret whisper, and she Margaret actually says... You're the blade by which we will breed the cunting daughters of Salem. Bleed the cunting bleed. daughters. Yeah, bleed. Bleed the country. Bleed I can't, us the
0: king. She bleed. keeps going, bleed us like king? Bleed us a king,
2: yeah. Yeah. And sorry, I can't read my whole handwriting. But writing. Um, no, you're fine. afterwards, Heidi wakes up in her own bed, and she's terrified. So mm-hmm. she's yeah. absolutely terrified. Ooh, also
0: Megan had told her that, like, her dark sexual desires was the only, quote-unquote, the only reason she exists. Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. they really, um... I thought Lacey liked Heidi. The more and more I watch this, I don't... I think they see her as more of a lamb to slaughter.
1: Yeah. They
0: don't really seem to care about her as a... They don't see her as a person
1: or a human being. Technically, we don't know this yet about the sisters. We just think they're weird sisters. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're in spoilers, Yeah.
2: (laughs) And so, um... But we see a metal suit also dangle dangle near Heidi's bed. Yeah. Wednesday, Heidi walks toward the... Before finding herself drawn to a small church... And I didn't know if you wanted to talk a
1: little bit about this scene. Um, so this one was definitely um, very interesting. First time I watched it years ago. Um, because if you think about, as far as the Salem Witch Trials, it was with the Puritans. Yeah. It was based on that. But a lot of the imagery that Rob Zombie tends to use in this is more Catholicism. Yeah. And so she's walking through a cemetery and she ends up at a church that is in the middle of a cemetery obviously for um funeral um ser- uh, sermons mm-hmm. um and it's a catholic church it's a catholic, uh, so she walks in she doesn't know why and there's a priest there who offers her comfort, and then suddenly, it gets really weird. I literally was like, what the fuck is going on? He talks about, um, that there is a war waging in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, which they constantly refer to Satan as the Dragon Lord, um... Uh, but God does not spare angels when they sin, but sends them to hell. And he then turns to her and he grabs her. And yeah. she has no idea what's going on. He says, you're a filthy whore of Satan. And you hear his pants unzip. And suddenly he pushes her head down yes. on him and continues this sermon while he's forcing her to give him a blowjob. And then suddenly he like spouts out black blood and she realizes that this was just a vision yeah and so it was just kind of like what the heck was this all about
2: i feel like it i don't know if you guys agree with this i felt like it was almost like a seed to make her distrust um i would
1: wholeheartedly agree yeah go.
2: yeah i think it was a seed planted inside her to make her distrust so i think the sad thing about this movie is a downward spiral of Heidi does not know what the fuck is happening this yeah whole movie she was being manipulated oh, yeah. the whole yeah, time the whole, yeah, i
0: hated that scene too because i feel like we didn't it, it felt a little too, my like, shock for shock value with the blowjob part. I think they could have just had him be scary and it would have been just as impressive. But they're like, nah, let's throw in a blowjob thing. I was like, eh, unnecessary, I but okay. a
1: precursor what's to come, too, though. Maybe. As far as it being a shock thing, like, if you're saying that, you know, this is, like, a warning or make her, you know, step away from the church for help for whatever it is she's seeing, um, if you talk back to the, the one who was giving birth... In the the um, flashback scene, mm-hmm. Priscilla, I think I honestly believe that she might have been a sister because they talk about this music that the Lords of Salem created to draw in the women of Salem. They could have drawn her in knowing that she was pregnant. Oh yeah. because they needed a child. They needed yeah. to it needed to be someone of Salem so that they could, you know bleed a king and so that's what they were trying to do but um if you're thinking it's the same woman who was so excited the youngest one of all of those coven witches who was all like i denied jesus christ yeah. and, and all of this she said it with such anger like she had been wronged yeah so i i completely think maybe that this is a warning
0: friend. yeah so maybe it's hester Prynne. yeah from hey. The Scarlet for, Letter. Yeah,
2: The Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Because she
0: got wronged Well by was, the Reverend. Oh, spoiler alert for The Scarlet Letter. <laughs> <all>. <laughs> and so, it's a good book. Well,
2: read it. This is interesting. So, obviously, she's very upset. And I think that was the hardest thing about this movie, is just watching Heidi get Well, and I feel bad, dead. too,
0: because the priest, like, the real priest, is like, hey, do you need some help? It's so... He's just, like, normal. He's yeah. just like, yeah, I know. It's so relaxing in here. I fall asleep all the time, too. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, we've all fallen asleep in church. It's very relaxing. <laughs> and there's, like, incense and candles. And you're like yeah, I am just going to pass out here. Also, did you notice there was a neon cross in that church too? Yeah. I was like, no church would have had that, but okay. Neon
1: signs. Yeah, he, so maybe, in all of his movies. Yeah, maybe his <laughs> reasoning
0: for the cross being the same in both of them was to bring them together or something. I don't know, maybe it's a thematic thing. Or maybe he just saw it in that church and was like,
2: you know what let's just add it to that other scene it yeah. might be fun it's very like vivid like it's definitely yeah. catching. but i thought it was funny
0: because it was like just by the the prayer candles yeah. i was like the intention candles i was like why would you, <laughs> why would she why, why who has a neon sign above candles i don't remember that in my <laughs> church but okay
2: and i also so i thought this was interesting that these scenes were back to back because she sits outside with troy and she's visibly upset and she sees a figure walking. Walk I don't in. like that guy. Yeah, she sees a figure walking. It also go. But this is the next scene we see, which is, so, um... Well, we do it one jump
0: scare, too, where, like, at the end, you just see him, like, walk yeah. by. And it's like, yeah. bam! And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but Francis finds the Hawthorne's diary, and we see Margaret's covens burned alive. And as, as Margaret herself watches, and she's strapped to this nailed chair. And so, um... But I was looking because as the witches' faces burn, they kind of resemble the figures that are, like, walking. So I'm like, are those the witches with, like, their burned faces? Because at some points it looks
1: like burned faces. No, I would agree. Like, a lot of descriptions call them zombies, Uh but, like, I would agree it looks like ash. It looks like burned faces, so... Well, also,
0: they're all wearing masks when it gets later on with some visionary things. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's because their faces were disfigured by the fire. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Let me just say, I love that Matthias goes home to his wife. He's like, which there's very specific. Like, it seems like, why why is he even telling us where she's from? Because he's like, oh, because the... They're like, oh, is she, like, from Salem? He's like, nope, she's from Argentina. Venezuela. So is, yeah.
2: or, I thought I said Argentina for some reason. Yeah. She's Anyways. a Venezuelan girl. Venezuelan
0: girl. Sorry, I mixed it up. You're but dead. um, but I think it's interesting because it's very specific that she, when when everyone else is having the trances, he's like, oh, did you listen to it? And she's like, yeah, that music sucked. Like, yeah. she <laughs> did not go into a trance because she's not from Salem. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. not... From the lineage of Salem And which she's
2: able to play the music too She is mm-hmm. and she
0: has no problem with it And so it's like okay so only some people Are affected by it mm-hmm. Interesting and also only women Which again there's some misogyny there mm. oh Bothered me but we'll talk about it
1: When we get closer to it <laughs> Yeah, But yeah so Matthias found um, Hawthorne's journal mm-hmm. and the music mm-hmm. yep. Has
0: his wife play it for him because she plays piano And he doesn't which is sweet it Oh is-
1: she's fucking taking a bath she's like what the fuck and he's like he's
0: like please will you play it and she's like not only is she taking a
1: bath she's smoking a joint which i thought was hilarious
2: (laughs) and it's really funny because she's like it's coincidence because it's like isn't that interesting like it has the lords and this is the lords and this is the music she's like no "No, people read they get on the internet
0: um she's explaining it away as most people would most people would be like "Eh, it's just a coincidence
2: and so, the scene after this, Heidi comes into work, and it's obvious she's not herself. Um, mm-hmm. It's announced that the Lords are coming to Salem to perform a free concert one night. Um, they play the record yet again. Heidi, again, becomes visibly uncomfortable before leaving to go to the bathroom, and she cries. Then um, yes. Whitey does try to comfort her, but she doesn't unlock the door. Um, we didn't see she's back at home sleeping in her bed. There's rats in the hallway. So, Yeah. Yeah. And then we go on to Thursday, which is the day that Francis seeks out uh, A.J. Kennedy.
1: Right, yes. he, he was the writer of The End of the American Witch, where he also has um, clippings from Hawthorne's diary, and mm-hmm. he asks him about it. And he's like, can you tell me anything more? And he's like, oh, well, I didn't even tell you that they uh, cursed the women of Salem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Which, I do like that the conversation they have is very natural and it's just they're like laughing about they're like you know it was ridiculous they cursed everybody and fuck everybody and he's like
2: yeah and the best part is that uh, from Hawthorne's line this is crazy shit man but they said a child uh, would be born that would inherit the earth for Satan and he's like isn't that crazy (laughs) and (laughs) And it it was was from
1: Hawthorne's bloodline yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah and so it's kind of like Francis is putting together what the audience is putting together yeah. a little
0: mm-hmm. bit. And he's trying not to overreact, too. Yeah. He's like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into this. And he asks his wife, and he's like, that's a coincidence. And he asks his friend, that's a coincidence, too. And then he goes and looks up Heidi, and he finds out that Heidi's legal name is Hawthorne, and that she is a direct descendant of Reverend Jonathan Hawthorne. And he's like, oh, shit. So then um, Heidi is still... that's on
1: Friday. Yeah, that's on
0: Friday, (laughs) but, you know. Um, Anyways, so he's kind of freaking out about it. Heidi is having even more visions, and she goes to Whitey's house because I think she's kind of afraid to stay at her own house. At one point, she's sitting in the bathroom, and there's this really cool photo art that she has of, like, the same... I think it's the Moon Men from... Because her bed is the moon from A Trip to the mm-hmm. Moon. And yeah. I think that's a big theme in her um, apartment. And, like, they just start... Their eyes just start bleeding and shit. Yeah. And you're just like... But she doesn't notice it. It's another, like, just weird vision.
2: Fun fact, and, Rob Zombie did that because he wanted everything in the apartment to be surreal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, like, her bedside tables glow. I was like, oh, that she must be hard a, to go to sleep,
1: too. She had a vision while she was at Whitey's house, which makes me wonder... Yeah, that the did thing, Did yeah. she actually make go it to, to Because yes.
0: she goes to his house in the, well, okay, so she goes to his house after it and then she starts getting sick and, like, he starts calling the 911 mm-hmm. and then these, like, men come and take him and then they start ripping out her yeah. innards and stuff and she's, like, freaking out. And then she just wakes
1: up in her bed and no, she's they like they do pull a creature from her. And a creature mm-hmm. out they of her. Have, if and you she, listen to the dialogue they talk about a fiery worm being pulled from a woman. Disgusting. So, yeah. that's kind of um, what it looked
0: like. <laughs> and she's just, like, she wakes up in her bed and she's like, what the fuck happened? Because she's really not sure. And is this when she freaks out and goes and gets... Yeah,
2: she's yes. starts using yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Which, okay, this is... I, it bothered me that she didn't, like, attempt to call her sponsor or anything. It's like, maybe they didn't show it. But I'm like, she's been an N.A. She's been successful... Where's her sponsor? Would yeah. you not call your sponsor? Like it's a little bit of a weak plot point.
2: Um, but we go to Friday, and so uh, the sisters actually show up to Heidi's door with tea and chocolate scones. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, mm-hmm. this is when Francis, as Katie says, discovered yeah. discover that Heidi's descended of him. Upon
0: and he form. and he calls her up while she's kind of. So they know she's been using upstairs. Oh, yeah. She's she's like walking around totally out of it. And they're like, "Oh, here's some calming tea." I'm like, "Yeah, you
1: pretty sure drug it was
0: drugged tea? It. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> drug tea." And they're like, "Oh, chocolate scones. They're burnt a little bit." I was like, "Probably because you put drugs into them as well." <laughs> and he calls and he's like, "Hi, can I please speak to Heidi?" Hawthorne, And they're like, oh, no, it's the wrong number. Very rude to call it this out I dear. love how she did that. that was... he's just like, what the fuck? So, again, he's trying very carefully to just be like, I don't want to overreact, but I think she might be in danger. But you know what? As my favorite murder would say, fuck politeness. If you think your friend's going to be, or even a woman you've just met... Is gonna be possessed by the devil and against her own free will, then i uh, probably just go over there, sir. Just yeah. now, like before it gets too bad. You don't know. know.
2: Well, uh, Ooh. I know we'll come to that, um, in a minute, Ooh. too. Um, but Ooh. they do lock Troy in the bathroom, so, um, oh, blah, 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 blah. Actually, that was the
1: only thing, though.
2: Yeah, I actually love it. It's
1: At least they didn't kill
2: him. Quick, quick side note so it's really funny. So I was trying to make sure that the that Troy, the dog played Troy the dog and that the dog was in a different name I wanted to honor his yeah. name if he was and um it incidentally brought up the website dog Oh, and no. I was laughing because they said it's like does the dog in Lord Salem's die and spoiler alert guys but this is this is great news it says no Troy does not die he tries to warn Heidi of danger and he's very cute and I love that answer perfect um
1: but I love that that's a website that exists yes thank god for people like me I mean <laughs> um yeah yeah I did actually highlight that as a note because I knew you would appreciate it. It's like, nothing happens to Troy other than he gets locked in a bathroom for about ten minutes. But so they lock him up. They lock him up and they
2: oh, lead baby. Heidi down the hall in a wheelchair. And Apartment 5 becomes, I guess, a performance hall?
1: like the Yeah, hall like an opera most house. It was beautiful. Which, all the reds and golds. This yeah. is number
0: two confusing witchcrafty thing because I love how it looks. And there's this really cool creature demon thing and apparently, they're supposed to have a lot of demons, but they didn't have the budget for it, so like, we're just gonna do one guy. But they're playing Mozart's Requiem, and I'm like, why would you be playing religious music for the Mass for the Dead? That's not okay. That I looked was...
1: up the lyrics for it, though. Uh huh. So the lyrics translated, you know, Lacrimosa meaning Lady of Sorrows. Uh, Lacrimosa uh-huh. rises from the ashes to be judged. Therefore, spare him, O God, sweet Jesus, grant eternal rest. So, again, yeah. it's just kind of like this confusing thing. And and that's not even a, a complete... Um... Well, it's just
0: part of it. That's just the one part they say. But really, it's well, the whole mass for it. the dead. It's... Um, well, but... So, a requiem is a mass for the dead. So, right. it's a very specific set of prayers. And it's God have mercy, Lord have mercy, God have mercy on our souls. And it's basically just you're praying for the soul to go to heaven of the mm-hmm. person that you care about. And it was written for his father... And he died writing it, but he got pretty far. But I feel like he just picked it because he's like, it sounds cool. Well,
2: this scene was filmed because they had ran out of time. Mm-hmm. So the original idea they were going to use, um, he was like, we didn't have time for it. So the face paint and everything, I didn't really like the face paint in this scene, to be It was honest. very random. Yeah, it was. I don't
0: I- like that she doesn't have it when they... Enter the room, and then all of a sudden they film for a different angle, and her face is painted. I was yeah. like, "Why couldn't they have just have painted her face before she went in?"
2: I also why find, did paint her face? Because I don't know for sure what's happening in the scene, but to me, it's that Satan's impregnating her. That's yes, a, that's what I'm thinking is happening. I'm curious as why With they made Satan the tentacles, but we see him come to her bedside later.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: but I'm all curious as why he decided to make Satan so ugly.
1: I don't think it's Satan. You don't
2: think I it's think Satan. Because if you
1: actually look up this, um, the I can't remember his name. Um, the oh demon? Crap, I wrote, well, okay. Um, his what character is name is Amon. Okay. It's So it's not even supposed to be the devil. Okay, it's not supposed but, to be Satan. Okay. Um, that is one of the devil's names in several video games. I can't think of the ones um, off the top of my head. But I honestly think that it is the child. Oh. I think it is the king, oh. the king that she's supposed to be bleeding. Oh. And that's what what she grabs as umbilical cords. Oh, to oh. be tethered to him. Okay, okay. So it's it's like the impregnation but it's not like she so I think she it's maybe connected to something cuz the baby looks like a creature with like Yeah, the baby's tentacles. not. It's yeah. really creepy. I see it as more of that's the baby, that's the devil's baby. I would say it yeah. looks
0: very infantile. It's fat and pudgy. I honestly I love this creature. Um apparently it really creeped Rob Zombie out. He did not like it. He's like, yeah, that guy was fucking creepy. Oh. Not the not the person, the the creature. <laughs> I uh, thought <laughs> suit was really creepy. Uh, yeah, and then he like she, so she gets whatever impregnated and the ladies are like chanting and stuff and they take her back to bed and then he just kind of like almost like fast forward runs to the side of her bed and you're just like okay. Would well, you actually hear that like
2: thumping noise? like
0: It's like Gizmo when he runs to my house.
2: like what are you doing? Come in bed with mom. But the next day is Saturday and so Francis actually decides to go by Heidi's house meanwhile he calls Heidi and tells her he's there for and, and do I, they
0: want to meet up ahead of time? Because he's worried about her. He's yeah. trying to be very, like, ca- like open, but, like, a little insistent. But he doesn't want to overstep his boundaries. It's very sweet.
2: Yeah. And I, sweet man. This was really bittersweet because, you know, he's like, I'm here. I'm here whenever you need me. She's like, I know. And Lacey's there, and she's like, you love him, don't you? And she just says, yeah because yeah. she does she does
1: love him um i love it she goes i'll always know yeah when he's Aww. like i'll always be here for you he's like i'll always know oh it's so sad it broke my heart and then you pan out to see her destroyed apartment yeah. yeah like she's just i don't know if it was from the drugs or if it's something the sisters did but they just like trashed the place yeah, so. yeah.
2: it's so sad and so Francis actually arrives at the house, and Lady, uh, lady, lady Lacey Lacy. invites him. Lacey in, the yeah, lady. Yeah, lady Lacey. Lady Lacey. Lady Lacey. Lady invites him inside. And so all the sisters are kind of talking. And I feel like you would love to tell this part, Katie. I think I can just feel it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, so they're basically talking to him, and he basically tells them, yeah, well, I'm an author, and, you know, I'm a little worried about Heidi. And they're like, oh, are you friend or foe? He's like, well, I don't know if we're friends. We've only met the one time, but I am definitely not a foe. And they're like, Fuck that shit. <laughs> and he basically they're like, Oh, so you wrote this like witchy book and they kind of just turn on him and coerce him to say things that he doesn't really mean to say the way and they just start cursing at him and then one of them just comes up behind him, and just whacks him with an iron well,
2: Pants. I think it should be noted, there's a it's like I think you come here the to- Fuck, fuck her yes, brains. fuck her brains. <laughs> fuck your, her brains with your nosy cock, which actually all three actresses argued about. They all three wanted to say <laughs> it. I thought it was really funny. Um, which And he's, like, just a nice guy. He's like, yeah. no, I, I don't want to do that. I just want to her. Since we're talking about shiny references, anyone think of Hollerin at Oh, point? yeah.
0: But it's yeah, it's pretty sad. And then, put I think it's Lacey's, like, man, that felt good. And then she just keeps beating. Oh, well, that him. was
1: actually Sunny that okay. Did yeah. it. They're both blonde. Sorry,
2: Sunny. Oh, well, Sunny is um the redhead. Because no, Megan no, is the, they know, Megan, right. the redhead. Sorry, I'm switching everyone around. But it's because remember she tells her go get the tea, and she yeah. literally
1: yeah. No, go ahead. You go ahead. You go. Ahead. Uh, I think it's funny. She says. Um, Sunny, can you get the sugar? Oh, that's what it is. Can you get the sugar? And she comes back with a frying pan. She knocks him out. And after they have killed him, which Heidi can actually hear through the four yeah. yeah, she seems um, really upset. Poor the thing. music that's playing is a song called Sugar. So I just it was Oh, silly. yeah, it was. And, yeah. and it just a silly little thing that they what decide, it? Vic uh, Damone sings a song it's they but so it was almost like hey will you get the sugar and it's, it's like oh why don't you put I that on the my
2: record? baby
0: sugar yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah like and the thing is i get that they don't want their master plan to be foiled with but i'm like did you have to murder him though yeah. i mean could you not have like drugged the sugar and then oh. just like tied him up somewhere which is again why they are evil witches and not fun which well, is also i would
2: argue to play the devil's
0: advocate, they're not... Devil's advocate. They're not
2: trusting <laughs> of trust, <laughs> men Mm-mm. because of the, once again, how men treat women, too. But mm-hmm. he hasn't
0: done anything to no, be hasn't. distrustworthy. That's the thing, yeah. is, like, you can't have this blatant, blanket, uh, anti-men feminism sisterhood. I just don't think that's well, rational or helpful in the world.
1: I think, you know, they it kind of sent a signal off to Lacey because... He uses her actual name. He says, is Heidi Hawthorne home? Yeah. yeah. And then she proceeds to, which this to me, I don't know why this didn't send a signal off to Mr. Matthias. Yeah. She said, do you mean Adelaide Elizabeth Hawthorne? Said yeah. her whole freaking name. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, actually, not like, gee, how do you know her full name? She yeah. told me nobody knows her real name. Yeah. So it's just like, how would you know that? And it's like, how did that not send signals off to you?
2: Exactly. I could see both sides of things, eh. which is why I, I like when characters are gray. Like, not not saying I like I don't green, think they're gray, all,
1: gray, though. Not that's
2: like with the, all the bad decisions. thing about decisions. Not agreeing with all their decisions in the movie, because I absolutely did not. But that night... It
0: why, is kind of like Rosemary's Baby, though, because, yes. you know, like, the neighbors are like... Well, they seem nice, and then they're just like, Yeah, we just raped you and they impregnated said, you with the
1: after honesty. they killed him, they said he was never going to be able to stop anything, yeah. It's tying sad. to the whole fate, idea. yeah. But he has
0: a wife who loves him, and they have a sweet and he says goodbye and her. He's like, I love you, I'll be back in an hour. I love you, love you too, yeah. Like, it's
2: sad. Fucking, I mean, I do like the character, what? yes. I,
0: do. I feel like I lost a lot of. I just started hating them at this point. I was Aww. like, y'all are terrible people. I thought maybe they just were, like, misguided, and then I was like, nah, y'all are actually evil. Okay,
2: great. Well, that night, Whitey does attempt to pick Heidi up, and um, so, and this was interesting because Heidi answers the door to her room, and there's a giant knot on her head. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly what happened that caused Heidi to get that knot. but Well, um, they
0: do have that you know, iron skillet that oh, they've yeah. been really handy with.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, but he, he tries to get her leave with him and Lacey actually leads Whitey away and she's like, you know, Heidi will will come downstairs to meet you and Heidi's like, yeah, I'm just gonna come downstairs to meet you. And so, um, they do meet Monster at the venue and he freaks out at Heidi's appearance because she does not look well. Yeah, like, he's noticed sick. that
1: she's been acting different and he's like, shit, she's using again. Yeah. And Whitey's just like, you know what, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Which,
2: as as I think was actually kind of selfish on Whitey's part, and I think Whitey doesn't do a lot of selfish things, I think he really does care about Heidi, mm-hmm. but I would be like, no, you have to go.
1: No. It could just be like, since when they're first introduced, the their radio um, trio, yeah. that they're number one. Yeah. So he doesn't want to lose that rating. So yeah. So he sees this yeah. and he's like, shit, we're going to lose her and then we're not going to have this show anymore. Wait, which, which guy are we talking about? Why oh, Whitey. Or, yeah, Whitey. No, Munster oh, was Monster. the one who was so concerned. Yeah, he okay. was the one that was, was really con- upset.
2: Whitey, I thought Whitey was the one that was like, let's get for tonight. Yes, yeah. I think it he's was. trying
1: to...
0: Be the peacemaker, right? So but, I think he's between a rock and a hard place. Not saying he he's perfect, leaves. but she,
1: she tells just leaves. She just, she's yeah. like goodbye. Like she goes in the back door and locks them out. Yeah, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Which is probably for their own good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no, I think it's definitely a protective measure. And this is okay. This is where the movie completely loses its footing and goes off the wall bonkers. So, so the Lords of Salem concert is, surprise, not really a concert at all, but it is cool. There are cool visuals. Let me say, if you just want some really cool visuals, this is a really interesting sequence. But this is why the question of free will and consent, for me, completely lost its footing. Because, um, basically, more, they, they raise Morgan from the dead, Margaret Morgan from the dead, And they have these women, just women, not even that many women, in the audience. And basically she's like, okay, the cunts of Salem are going to be your sacrifice. And they... It's there's a lot there's a lot of visuals. It's very intense. There's like Jesus face melting and stuff. And this is where I'm like, why? Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's just that like, it's the rock concert part of it. I guess I don't know. Uh,
2: before I kind of say my opinion,
1: I would like to hear. Like, I got more, kind of but yeah. go yeah. ahead. Oh, I, you oh, go no, yours, and I'll no. go
0: my whole thing.
1: So again, when I first watched this like several years ago, I was very confused. My husband and I were both like, what the hell did we just watch? Yeah. No. And so on very first viewing, we were just like this was an okay movie. But um to throw back to other movies that we watched that had like what the hell endings, when we went back and watched them a second time, for example, Hereditary and The Witch, and we watched those ending again that were so weird, they made a little more sense. Yeah. So, when you watch it a second time, it makes a little more sense. But, again, because of the fact that Matthias refers to witchcraft as a psychotic vision, mm-hmm. that's what kind of makes this so trippy. She's already drugged out. These women are under a trance. And um, I, I think it's hilarious. It, it throws back to all of his types of music videos and yeah, even before them. But, yes, there's lots of really weird scenes with... Uh, I think <laughs> I'd probably like this if you were a fan of Rob
0: Zombie and you saw it because you would see a lot of things. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, cool. If you're not, though, it's kind of disjointed and random. Incidentally,
2: but... I love Stephanie's view of that. That it does make some more sense when you think about if she, if they are under the influence, what we're seeing is not going to make sense. But there's something, I think what bothered me about this ending is mm-hmm. not The final scene, which I'll go into real quick. No. Yeah, not the final scene, which I'll go into real quick before we circle back to this, because I think there's a few different things to unpack. So we see this complete vision trip. Mm -hmm. We did see Heidi give birth to this creature, which, I mean, we we know what I'm saying is the Antichrist. Um, but
1: it doesn't really look like. A yeah, man. I'm sorry. Like a I laugh. It looks like some weird little spiny Patrick Star. It yeah, does. It, does, it does. It does.
2: But I love this scene. Is so we see Heidi, and I think I don't know what the opposite of the Virgin Mary would be, but she's essentially the opposite. Yeah. Okay. I love, okay. That. I love that. This visual. was awful. That is my favorite. Yeah. The uh, visual
0: is cool, but it makes absolutely no logical sense because well,
2: she gave birth to the Antichrist, so she's essentially like um, a. Um, what would you call... A martyr? A, a, not a martyr. Um, what would you call, like, if it was a religious figure, but it would be... A, a saint. A saint? So mm-hmm. she's like a saint for Satanism, Okay, right? so
0: I think he's trying to put correlations between the assumption because then at the end there's a little overlay of the news. we like, we found a bunch of well, dead also- women, but but not Heidi's body which Mary was assumed into heaven body and soul. Yeah. So she's up in heaven full just like Jesus was cuz she's just as well she's not the same as Jesus but like she Okay, and here's Okay, here's my, here's my I didn't want to say one
2: more thing. Okay, go but ahead cuz I got so many <laughs> notes about this. Cuz we do we do see I think it's very sad. So we do see a scene of Heidi playing with Troy and happy time. Yeah, your that was time. weird. To, yeah. It's because put it that shows in. how far she's fallen mm, like yeah. it's like Peer-native. this is where she was and this is how far she's fallen and also going back so when we do see her as this kind of icon on top of these women um it also plays a velvet underground song mm-hmm. so which ties her back into whitey too, yeah. you know, her whitey's relationship so there's a lot to unpack yes i would say yes. essentially Okay, so... I didn't mean cut you, Katie. No, no, here's the
0: thing. I'm sorry, I was revving up, because I wrote literally three pages on the messy message of this. So the first problem I have with this is, you know, I know I'm religious, so I probably am a little biased, but... Let me guess, the stroking priests.
2: You don't like the dildos? No, I don't. I don't
0: (laughs) I honestly don't fucking care about any of that shit. It's totally fine. Satanists don't believe in dating at all. Rob Zombie isn't religious at all. So I know there's no ill intent. What I have a problem with is... You mentioned The Witch and how the ending makes sense the second time you watch this. It does not make sense with this movie. In The Witch, Brittany was very good to explain to me her version of the ending. Where I was really upset because I was like, she became the thing that she wasn't. And she didn't want to be. And I feel so sad for her. And Brittany was like, but she didn't have a choice. She had no choice in the matter. Because if she had gone back to the Puritans and said, my family was killed by Black Philip. And, like, I didn't do it. Like, they wouldn't believe her because they were religious zealots who wouldn't give her a chance. And that's why the Salem witch trials were terrible because they didn't let people explain and they didn't believe people. Mm -hmm. So, being a religious zealot is just as bad as being an evil witch who kills people. Like, both are bad. We don't like violence. It's not nice to be violent to people. Um, But the witch, like, makes sense. I get why she chooses to join the witches because she didn't have a choice. It makes Mm -hmm. sense... Whatever, and she's embracing free will too. Um, I don't wish her whole family didn't die. But you know, whatever. They were also kind of judgmental. Um, but this maybe she has no choice. She is not given a choice. They drug her, they rape her, and then they kill a bunch of women whose yes, their families were assholes. Where is their rape? She's drugged and she cannot give consent. It is rape. If you cannot physically what? give consent. What are you
1: talking about, rape? What she gives is birth rape?
0: to a child. Well, we yes, already but you said could the opera consider it scene,
1: Immaculate Conception.
0: But even God asked permission to conceive with Mary. Well, that's the point. Is that there's no consent. And this is the misogynist, asshole view of this movie. And that's what I do not like about this movie. Is that's why the evil witches are evil? Because well, they, they do not ask permission of Heidi. They take advantage of her and tell her you are just a lamb to slaughter. This is your one and only purpose. We want this and we don't care that we're going to soul your body and kill all these women. Why don't they kill the men who are the Salem descendants? They only kill the women. It's so misogynist. And I don't think Rob Zombie has this in his head. I think he just thinks it's a cool visual and it's interesting. And he was really rushed to finish this movie. So I don't think he really thought it through. And that's really the problem I have with him, is that there's all these implications at the ends of his movies where it's like, you could have had this cool, amazing... She could have made a conscious choice to do this and be like, okay, God's betrayed me. I feel betrayed by my friends and God or whatever, and I'm choosing to be your martyr, to be your Mary. That would have been fine. Yeah. Just change that and it would have been fine. But they don't. They don't ask her permission. They do rape her. Whether it's physical or not, it's still rape. Emotional abuse is still abuse. If you don't touch somebody, you can still abuse them. So I don't like that there is absolutely no consent. Because, yeah, even God asked for permission before Mary gave birth. And she did it of her own free will. She could have said no and nothing would have happened. And while you don't have to believe in Jesus or God or whatever, I personally do, but I do think it's important whether you think it's real or just a story, consent was important to God.
2: I do. I will say, one, I love your idea of immaculate conception. I didn't Oh, I'm
0: that. sure it is that. But,
2: and so, and the assumption. Cause, yeah, because what you mentioned, I, didn't, I wasn't for sure if the creature was Satan. And you're like, no, I think it's the child. So I do love that idea. I will say to agree with Katie, um, Heidi does seem scared. Terrified mm-hmm. and upset during the course of the movie, which is the only reason I don't feel like Lacey was her friend. No, so um, it's that's
0: why it's Rosemary's Baby and not the witch. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good thing. It's because, a bad thing. Because
2: I mean, I I mean the only time I think they ever showed her kindness was they didn't do anything to Whitey when they or the dog. Have.
1: Well, yeah. yeah they asked for him to take care of her they yeah. said we care about her deeply and even if because their, she's even if them their something. motive was different than you know you would expect it, again it all ties back to the idea of this is your fate and that's why Lacey wanted her sister to read her palm to, to make sure because when, when at the very beginning of the movie Heidi says hey I saw somebody down in room 5 that sends off signals to Lacey she's like Maybe this is the one. Maybe she's it. And then later that night, she gets that record. But regardless, so, isn't it
2: still
0: morally wrong to punish somebody for the sins of their fathers?
1: But they already knew that she was
2: the one because they had already planned for it to Her for someone from Hawthorne's line. But it also yes, shows
0: that they don't care about her as a human being, they care about her as a means to an end that and, they want. I and will say
2: there is the whole scene okay. where they talk to Francis and they talk about how children is are useless except mm-hmm. there's a special one that comes along yeah, every so often. Exactly. And is that special child Heidi or is it the special child's the the child? Definitely that, not that Heidi. She they don't
0: they don't yeah. actually care about Heidi. It's all fake. And that's like if they had asked her consent and she had given it, it would. I, it, I I didn't have a problem with the witch. Well, you know, I was like I was like I'm sad that she chose that, but she
1: chose it. But like. Heidi doesn't choose it. Well, Heidi yeah, doesn't again, want this. And just keep going back to the whole idea of fate. It was her fate. Morgan, Margaret Morgan cursed all of the women. It doesn't Salem. make it okay
0: though, and I'm I don't think it's it okay, it okay to say, "Oh, it's fine that it's your fate, so we can rape you emotionally or physically." Yeah. It's not okay.
1: I'm just saying it was it was what she cursed the women of, and she cursed the Hawthorne family but line. But again,
0: why just the women? Isn't that so misogynistic so as a if, woman?
1: If you go back to the moment when Matthias was uh, reaching out to the other book writer, A.J. Kennedy, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the, the music that Hawthorne talks about, that the women, the uh, Margaret and her coven of six were playing, that same music, it was to draw the women of Salem yes, to them. again, because why they were just the women, though? To coven, right? It's, it's a coven. Inter- they yeah, wanted to they make want their to coven make it bigger. It the coven. But
0: why punish people centuries later? Like, that's not fair. They didn't have any control over them. That's why, like, you can't think that Satan in this movie is benevolent or good. So the whole, like, her being Mary at the end and making it like the assumption is so fucked up cuz i'm like but he's not good he doesn't care about women he's using them and well, abusing them also, for his own it could be if and we're, brainwashing if we're
2: going them to that route So that's, I think, what it's meant to be is that Heidi is meant to be some kind of religious figure. And again,
0: he doesn't believe in anything, so I don't think he's trying to offend anybody or do anything
2: like that. Heidi's not really there anymore. No, she's not. not, We know Heidi's not there anymore because our eyes are wide. There's nothing there anymore. Also, if you You think think
1: of the scene where she burst the Antichrist, Mm -hmm. she's laying there pretty lifeless. Yeah. So it it really is implied that that she's just kind of... Uh, a vessel at that point. Yeah, She has a little bit of herself right there at the end when she protects both of the Hermans yeah. from going inside and, you know, just says bye. Um, but <sighs> a, a really backtracking along to the very beginning of when you first meet Francis Matthias, because I noticed this when I watched this the third time. Um, interesting little thing. Um, Heidi's character has a sacred heart tattoo on her chest. Oh, yeah. Which is a very religious symbol. Um, (laughs) Sacred Heart of Jesus. And And Mary. What I thought was so... The reason it stuck out to me so much is because this was the most tacky bit of acting. Where Francis Matthias goes, you know, that's a very interesting uh, tattoo on your chest. And he blinks and he shakes his head like, knock it out. Knock it off. You have a wife. And it was just so tacky. Yeah. Tacky moment. At the very end, Mm
2: -hmm. that tattoo's
1: not there anymore. And it is not a fuck-up. Because, and again, this is one of those you have to pause it and you have to look... And in place, there is a small little symbol, the same symbol that was on her forehead that the witches used throughout the whole thing. So it was almost like a purification. Get rid of that religious symbol. Let's put our witch symbol on your chest. Yeah. And it is extremely faint. Like, literally, it looks like almost like a scar in a way. I guess it just
0: bothers me that they just don't really care about Heidi. They erase everything about her personality for a blank vessel. And that's just disgusting i do
2: see heidi as a victim yeah oh yeah she's
0: not okay yeah and this is why like i don't enjoy watching rob zombie movies it's not that i don't know again it's okay to have a sad ending but i don't feel like it's i just don't enjoy seeing somebody get metaphysically raped and used and abused like I'm that not, by people they thought were their friends I'm especially
2: like what I'm very, very, very curious about is I wish I could read the original script because mm. I'm wondering if there's they more They did insight. do a
0: novelization of it, yeah. apparently, but I don't know. I've never seen it for sale. Yeah. So maybe there's more insight. I just think, and this is, this is my problem with Rob Zombie, he has really cool ideas. They're very interesting, awesome visuals, but just the endings are always, like, there's just either something, bl- like, to me, blatantly obvious, a mistake. That does not work. Makes it ruins it for me usually, and I'm just like ugh.
2: And Steph has seen every single Rob Zombie film. I've seen about half. Um, I actually did like the ending for The Devil's Rejects, which I
0: I couldn't find it to watch, so I haven't gotten to watch that one. But again, I don't like watching movies about those characters. Every
2: single ending. Would you always agree that every single ending is a downer in his movies? Do you think that's a prevailing idea in these films, or? um you're kind of more of a specialist i feel in yeah.
0: the four i've seen yes yeah but maybe the four i haven't seen
2: no yeah
0: hopefully the monsters will have a happy ending because we I, like the monsters
2: yeah <laughs> please don't call the monsters
1: rob zombie <laughs> no, i love Herman no, Munster. no so if you follow the line of you know you talk about how we always have trilogies or something because mm-hmm. you know halloween you you Michael comes back. we yeah. got to finish that story. Same thing with House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and then finally Three from Hell. Yeah. Um. So in the first two, it's always just like uh, the bad guys win. And in this, it is still that same thing. But by that third movie, you're rooting for them. Yeah. Um. I don't. I
0: hate well, them. <laughs> <that does. laughs> but I like Sid Haig. He's interesting. No, I love Sid Haig. And um, Otis. The guy that plays Otis. I liked
1: him. Yeah, it's actually he been, been good. a little over um, a year and a half. Now, I think. Yeah, he Since passed away Hay, recently. Died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did get to make an appearance in that last movie. But in 3 from Hell, I would definitely say it was a more upbeat ending. 31, um, it has that same kind of you know horror ending of, you know, do they actually survive? Yeah. You Because know, it seems like a happy ending, but it gives you that, that, that thought process of, oh, there's still somebody out there that might come get you. Um, I would have to say the only one that doesn't have a downer ending, and this is actually probably in my opinion, the worst of his movies, he actually did a cartoon based off of yes, a comic book. Yes, I've seen a lot of it. Um, it is, it's is—it's like Ren and Stimpy porn. Yeah. Um, it's called yeah. The Haunted World of El Super Superbisto, but it does have a happy, cheerful, happy ending, um, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really cheesy. Um, but what I think is interesting about his movies and this movie particularly, this movie divided the Rob Zombie community. Um, okay. Everyone who is huge Rob Zombie fans they saw this and they're just like, oh, this is the worst of his movies. It's nothing like his other ones because they want that gore porn. They want that Grindhouse movie. Yeah. And this has more of an artsy-fartsy feel to it. And then you turn around and you look at this and you'll have all these people who say, I'm not a big fan of Rob Zombie, but I loved this movie. Yeah. So it really divided the community.
0: I disagree with when people... Not that you're doing this, but some people are like, grindhouse equals gore porn. I'm like, no, grindhouse equals underground. Things that people haven't heard of. Things that aren't generally accepted in the public eye. True, but the horror
1: community did kind of adopt the term
0: yeah but there's action grindhouse there's all kinds of di- there's drama oh, yeah. grindhouse i mean i guess we could call them art house ones too
1: he did a two minute short in uh the tarantino and he did uh, uh werewolf song,
0: werewolf women yeah. of the ss yeah. yes. yes
1: i saw it it's hilarious my, it's just two minutes yeah
0: <laughs> my, my personal favorite is don't buy edgar wright but that's because i love edgar wright he <laughs> yeah. can do no wrong with my book yeah i i don't i honestly if i'm rating this movie out of Rob Zombie wanna, Films. Do
2: we want to go through pros and cons before we get Oh, there? I
0: thought we were in that. Oh, yeah. That uh, was my I, con. Oh, I, didn't know, I
2: didn't know we were still in film <laughs> theory. No, to. no, no.
0: That was my con. Um,
2: I, I would love to give you a little bit of my pros and cons, which sure. are, are a lot more simplistic. Um, So, my pros for this movie is there's a lot of great nods to other horror films. Yeah. And I love that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of The Homages. Our homages are however you Homage. like, homages. <laughs> homages, it's fine. Uh, however you want to pronounce it um Heidi is a lot like Rosemary um there's something terribly terribly wrong and uh, she doesn't know what mm-hmm. and I I think you very much emphasize with her you feel sorry for her you yeah. worry about her hey positive
0: yeah. I refuse to watch Rosemary's baby a second time because it was so awful like it was sad <laughs> it was yeah. so sad at the end I just felt so bad for her. Uh, for being betrayed so badly. But I did watch this movie twice. So yes. positive. I like the visuals too. Like yes. I really like how the movie looks. I
2: also, It's beautiful. It's, yeah. Um. There's a lot of call outs to The Shining. Uh, yes. Like Dark Hallways. The Death of Francis, Echo and Howard. Um, I don't
0: get the Suspiria referencing
2: though. Except uh, that I women. I talking about like the Reds and the Hallways. I maybe. Well also Suspiria has a protagonist that doesn't too. really know what's going on. Yeah. Throughout the movie. Um. The film does not have any digital effects. I know that's something we talked mm-hmm. about. Everything was done practically. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. also fought Sherry Moon as Heidi he was very likable. It's compelling. her best role
0: she's ever done in her entire life. I, that I've seen.
2: I, I really, really enjoyed her. Also, great casting. A lot of classic mm-hmm. horror actors. A lot of zombie repeats. I think man, he must be a good director if people keep working with him. Mm Because usually people don't go
0: back to director sex. Although, oh shit, I'm losing her name. But Margaret, shit, uh, Meg Foster Mm -hmm. said it was like working in a labyrinth with him. So I don't think, and here is where I think probably is the issues, is I don't think he's super clear with his actors. I think he more leaves it up to them. Yeah. And I think for some people it works great, and for some people it doesn't. I think with this movie he had more... Competent actors that didn't need direction, and so I think that's one of the reasons why it ended up being really good. Yeah. But like in some of his older movies, like *House of a Thousand Corpses*, like Sid Haig's great. Um, the Otis is great. Um, Rain Wilson is good, but he's not in it for very long. Yeah. Um, fish boy, fish boy. Um, but like, like the two girls are just like they're not good. Like, and it's I think if he had picked actresses who were better actresses. Yeah. But I don't know how much. I mean, it was his first movie; he probably didn't have that much say either. Well, he also, um,
1: probably didn't have that much of a budget. For yeah, yeah. we well, had Aww.
0: much more of a budget for House of a Thousand Corpses than he did for this movie. He but still, said.
1: casting. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And it was his first movie, so I give him a lot of leeway on there. Yeah. And again, I like Rob Zombie as a person. I think he's a nice guy. I think he really loves horror movies, and I think everything comes from a place of, like, wanting to entertain and having fun. So there's, Mm -hmm. there's. it's not like, he's not pretentious, he's not an asshole. I just, like, I feel like he, his messages get messy, and I like a, like, a clear message that you have to interpret. Because I won't say, like, hereditary, you have to interpret a lot of it, but I love the underlying, not just the grief part of hereditary, but the inescapability of mental illness as a hereditary trait. Yeah, like, hereditary that is something too. that so many families struggle with, and I like that universality. Yes. I don't think a lot of us struggle with witches and yeah. fate being the Antichrist's mother. <laughs> I don't know if this is as, you know, <laughs> universal, but yeah. it's interesting and Fair different, enough. at least.
2: Fair no, I did want to say my cons, Um and I think the main one was that we know Zombie had a very short production schedule. Yes. And, we know many scenes and were budget. Cut. Yeah, many scenes were cut. Some were not shot. Some um, were shot different from what he envisioned. And I think it seems, parts of the movie seem rushed or oddly paced because of that. Apparently the pre-scene, they
0: literally had ten minutes to film it. Yeah. So I was like,
2: I think we're technically watching an unfinished film. Oh, yeah. Is what it feels like. Um, And I think uh, you can feel that. It's like the empty Uh, man. Yeah, it's not the empty man. Also... It's not scary. I'm sorry. Like I like it. I like the tone of it. I think there's a sense of dread, but I didn't jump one time.
0: I did yeah. with the witches in the background. That was scary to me. It was like the Haunting of Hill House, like the whole like like it's not obvious that you're being haunted, but you're being haunted. Like and I you're like talking that about imagery when she
1: was just like in in her the apartment. kitchen, yeah. like that well, yeah. kind of stuff. I loved, and and a lot of people joke about that, saying, "Oh, he just used the stereotypical horror trope of doing a loud boom of music, yeah. and then suddenly you see this scary he does that for that yeah. one. So, yeah.
0: Not for that one. He doesn't do a loud noise. He does well, when the guy's like walking a loud the goat, noise, but
1: like a little a, a bit. Noise. To honestly, just let you know, there's something first there. First time I watched
0: it, I was watching the dog, and so I panned, <laughs> I panned over and saw her, and I was like, "What the
2: fuck is that?" And see, <laughs> so. I was watching the whole time, and usually I'm pretty big scaredy cat, so I always jump at least at one point yeah. in every movie. In this movie, I watched, my eyes didn't leave the screen, and I just didn't jump, which is really unusual nice yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, now, my very last thing, and I do love the way Stephanie, Stephanie kind of opened my eyes to the idea of the ending as more of a drug trip, and I mm-hmm. really like that. I think I had some issues with the imagery at the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, not not the, the last vision of her standing on the corpses of the world. No, woman. that looked I, cool. I love
1: that. You're talking about the one where the narrator is going over, like, forevermore.
2: No, I, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And I like she's writing the, um, yeah, when she's writing the stuffed yeah, goat, yeah, that yeah. was, yeah. you know, yeah, a lot of it, like, I some love of that. it they works. Use the
1: goat, so oh, much I hated this whole that thing. part. I thought <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. If that was a stuffed
2: goat. If she was really writing noodles, that'd be kind of cool. I don't yeah. know if, like, well, that gonna just kind of seemed like
0: a cheap, like, oh, it's like writing the bull kind of sexualization. I was like, we didn't need that, Rob Zombie, but whatever, y'all do. you. As far as like the women naked
2: with like the animal mask and stuff, was, that creepy. was cool. I like that. It was just like, there were certain things that just
0: seemed kind of like, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, well, oh, that was cool. One okay. of the interviews in the Q&A asked Rob someone, I was like, well, so like, do you have any religious or anti-religious affiliation? He's like, nah, I don't, <laughs> I, no, I don't believe in anything. But he, they're like, but the iconography is like, no, I think everything looks cool. So like, it's very visual. Like, he has like, jesus's face melts i was like why i don't, why? <laughs> I don't, I don't know no, i think the,
1: the burned clergyman stroking the neon dildos was yeah. pretty good <laughs> i don't I, even it, remember that really, part oh, yeah, it was during that whole chairs, trippy scene they're in the
2: chairs and there's like they have like a yeah. little pop hats on i remember the Pope hat guys it was i was just weird. kind of like she was sitting at in this a trance. point yeah. i'm
0: just like annoyed <laughs> by the misogyny and i'm just like okay i'm done all right but I will so say, <laughs> if we're gonna rate it, did you have any more Pro, pros, pros or cons, cons? Yes. before we rate it?
1: Um the only other con that I would say would be back to that scene that I was talking about where she first enters the room and she puts her hands up to the, the Red Cross and yeah. you suddenly see this big furry bee standing behind yeah, that was her. But a there's weird. It's like is that supposed to be the devil? What's that all about? Because yeah. that was I would agree, that whole like yeah. Where are we going with this? Is yeah, there supposed to be happening? about watching her? So that yeah. would be the only other thing that I would say. But I really um, it's actually probably as far as my Zob, uh, zob Rob zombie films is <laughs> in my top three. So I will say if
0: okay, so you know I'm gonna be harsher on this movie. <laughs> Not I'm glad we no. watched it though. It's been on my it's been on our list. I put it on there. Like, I've been curious about this movie because Red Letter Media did a a spoiler free review of it years ago when it first came out. And they were like, well, they were like, well, you know, it's Rob Zombie, so because they're a bit of film nerds like me. But they were like, but you know, like, it actually was good and we recommend it. And I was like, oh, maybe I should watch this. I didn't like the Halloween remakes, but you know, it was a remake, so maybe I'll like this. It looks visually cool. And so I'm glad we watched it. If I'm rating against all the Rob Zombie movies I've seen, it's like a 10 out of 10. Amazing. So great. Love it. If I'm rating it out of the movies we've watched, it's like a 5 out of 10. Because <laughs> it's just, it's it maybe a 6. It might be a 6. Okay. I love the visuals. I love how he uses the actors. And again, he has grown so much as a writer and director from, especially watching House of a Thousand Corpses and then the next day watching Lords <laughs> of Salem. Huge difference. I really... And you you get more of him in this. I always felt like the Halloween film seems so cheap and forced and, like, there's, like, a random rape scene and it's just, like, unnecessary <laughs> shit. And, like... But I, I don't think it's him. I think it... Is probably the Weinstein's because yeah, allegedly no, that makes
2: gross. More and more and more sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. When when someone was like
0: Bob Weinstein picked him specifically for I was like oh poor uh, Rob Zombie oh no let me try something? first we're
2: gonna give so our official ratings and then we're gonna give our housey ratings yes so.
1: those are mine
2: okay so your first official rating is a five out of ten yeah and what about you Seth?
1: um I probably give it about seven and a half
2: okay mm-hmm. and I I too would give a seven out of ten I yeah.
1: think seven. I'm i'll say a six because the visuals are
0: on point if i gave the empty man a six i'm giving this one a six because i do think it's more finished and he did cut a lot of stuff for time yeah
2: Mm -hmm. like he
0: did film a whole film within a film and then cut it i do think he was at least cognizant if i'm gonna give everyone a mind fuck at the end probably don't make it longer than 101 minutes which is what he did so i feel like okay we'll give it a six out of ten
2: yeah i get it's i
0: Recommend it though, yeah. If you want a mind trippy experience, it's not a slow burn.
2: Not more yeah. slow burns. So. It's it's a slow
0: burn, and then it does go off the rails. Yeah, I will say I don't like the misogyny, and there's a lot of problematic things. Again, this was what eight nine years ago. It was eight years ago. Yeah. So you know, I, and ago, I don't yeah. think it's intentional misogyny. Yeah. I don't think Rob Zombie hates women. He seems I had never heard of anything creepy happening with him. Mm-hmm. He obviously has had a strong marriage and relationship with his wife. So, you know, I don't think there's anything creepy about him at all. So I don't think it's intentional. I think maybe it's just, I mean, there's a lot of inherent misogyny in just Hollywood. So maybe it's just, maybe he's trying to just call these ladies evil too. Maybe he's just like, yeah, these aren't good guys. These are bad guys. That's, I guess, I like the good guy to survive
1: at least. Yeah. I like it. We don't know if she survived or not. Nobody knows where she is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm like... I do like that they have a little radio blurb at the end where they're like, oh, we found all these corpses of these... They kind of wrap everything up. Because, like, when no. they end originally, it's a mind fuck. then there's the vision of her in white. And then, which I, I guess that's what bothered me is, like, she was in white and gold, which was very Mary-esque. And I was like, wouldn't she be the opposite? Because they don't... They, they don't like Jesus. Or are they just trying to, like, basically recreate like it? Yeah. Or is it just... look It looked pretty. But, um... I You know... I'm So, but then... They don't really do a whole wrap up where they're like, "Oh, all the women and all this stuff," and then they randomly have her just playing with Troy. Yeah,
1: well, they're, they, they're that's before that. No, I know it's yeah. before, it. but yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of like, playing the, all the all tomorrow's parties. Yeah. So. I was like, why? Why are,
0: why are we
2: watching this? I didn't get yeah, it. It's because yeah. they were showing how far she's fallen. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. another really sad. Thing it
0: is sad. That I did yeah. think that was the very end at first, and I was like, that was stupid. And then they're like, then they have like the whole thing, the wrap up process. Like, okay, yeah. okay, I get it, I get it. Okay, and then
1: you get why there's. Only so many tickets that were given out because it was just given to the um, yeah. descendants. Yeah. Of the, but uh, again, why the
0: just the women? Don't the men deserve to die too? I don't. I, yeah. I just don't think it's fair. <laughs> <All> <laughs> it's sexist. Of, the only
2: thing I can think of, and we're going to go into our house It's girlfriends. sexist. The only thing I can think of is that the women women would provide more descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, no, but men I can, can
0: procreate of. for their whole life. So yeah. no. Yeah.
2: I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. They can spread correct.
0: their seed to women. Yeah. It's just sexism, and it's but fine. also because they didn't join the game. I don't yeah. think that means Rob Zombie's a sexist. I think either Satan's a sexist, or yeah. or the women are sexist against their own sex because they just hate other women. They're misogynists. Yeah. Do you still call yourself a misogynist if you're a woman who hates
2: women? I
0: bet you're asking me directly. I was like,
2: I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so yeah, I was like,
0: "Dude,
2: <laughs> I looked straight." I was
0: like, "Do you still call yourself a
2: misogynist?"
1: Anyways, it's fine.
2: I'm gonna do my groundhouse house ratings <laughs> first. let step as our guest of honor. If you like to do your, yes, groundhouse please. Ratings.
1: Uh, I was gonna save mine for last. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> we'll go.
2: Um, so I had uh, I had two different ratings. My first um was rated W for the thing I kept saying throughout the entire movie. Uh, rated W for where's Troy. <laughs> on, bubba um the other writing I had was C for cunty witches and chocolate chip scones. Ah! See, I wanted to do a
0: C, but we can't have cunty on it, so I kept myself from at- saying
2: cunty.
0: <laughs> we did it for bitches. We did it for catty bitches. Yeah. I think cunt is a little tube out there.
2: Right. Um
0: I had rated S for satanic panic at the station oh, okay. like the radio station oh. uh, and then rated H for haunted wreckers and halacious visions
2: Oh, okay
0: or halacious highs but i thought visions was more fitting cuz she only gets high literally once in the whole movie
1: yeah yeah and that
0: that buzz keeps her going for like 2 days oh, i mean jeez yeah. there the must tea. have been some something yeah that, that tea, tea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um i actually also had a C rating um, C for clergy cocks and coven curses. Oh, I like that one. I do too. I like that one. I do too.
2: I Although think... I'm
1: not sure if it's clergy or clergical. Um, my husband and I went back and forth. He's like, no, that? it's clergy comma cocks. No, clergy. like cler- co- Cocks of the clergy. So clergy well- co- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Clocks of the not clo- okay, that a there. Cocks of the clergy. Clergy, cocks, and...
1: Coven curses. Coven, curses.
2: Clergy, cocks, and coven... Clergy,
1: cocks, and coven curses.
2: You want to <laughs> talk about warm-up I think you, would say, clergical.
0: <laughs> you would say clergical. You would say clergical. But we could just do clergy, comma, cocks, comma, comma. Yeah. Clergy, comma,
2: comma, comma,
0: I just comma. figured it flows it better cocks. the way you said it than clerical.
1: I agree. Thank you. You hear I that, think. Johnny? She likes mine better. Yes!
0: <laughs> so, we are... I picked out next week's movie. It is my choice. Um, we are doing Takeshi Miike. We love him! His 2019 film, First Love, which he's been a constant filmmaker um, for many years, but this was his first one that I think got a lot of big press in many years. Yeah. So, um, this one is streaming on Amazon Prime. It is. It kind of almost sounds like the plot to Good Time, where it's like two people like randomly meet and they end up caught in a crime world thing. But Takashi Meike, um, also directed Itchy the Killer, and he uh, is famously like very very gory usually. Yeah. And I don't know how gory this is, but I've heard it's very fast paced and interesting, and okay. it's under two hours. Streaming on Prime, it's got a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, nice. And it's been out for several years, so like, because I think the Green Knight had a much higher rating when we first saw it, and then yeah. it kind of has gone down a little bit Ooh, okay. as the public have seen it. I still loved it, but whatever. So, um, we're gonna watch that one for next week, which um, I hope it'll be good. I loved, I love Audition,
2: yeah. So. You know, which, if something's not good, it gives us something to talk about. Yeah. yeah, and
0: MP3 Psycho, which no one else has seen, but I have it on DVD, the TV show, because I bought it thinking it was a hilarious name, and it is kind of hilarious. It's very 90s, and the it's very not well done because of technology now, but uh, it's also Takeshi Meike, and, you know, yeah. he's cool. We like him. We do. Yes. I wish Itchy the Killer was streaming because I really want to watch Itchy the Killer. I hear so many interesting oh, it'll things be about for it. Streaming eventually, eventually, yeah. yes. Um, oh, and if anyone got to see The Green Knight streaming on August eighteenth, let us know because oh, it yeah. was streaming last week. Yep. Um, I think we've put it up on our Instagram several times. But if you don't want to go out in the theaters because of COVID, the Panamania, whatever we're calling it now. Um, it is streaming exclusively one night only on yeah. the 18th.
2: Yes. But yeah. I know we are going to, um, start wrapping up. Um, Katie, I don't know if you would like to, um, give your send off. I know you usually give go a little bit first with the send off. Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: We love you guys. Thank you for watching. I want to thank Stephanie for coming on and yes, having thanks, a Jenny. ton of notes and a lot of background oh, and yeah. a lot of passion. And I hope she comes on again. I don't know if there's another movie you're going to be as passionate about because I know you're a bigger Rob Zombie fan. So well, he's but, not
1: actually like my my top. So I, I, oh, could, hey. I could think of some oh, yeah. others. Um, but thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, you. You so, so much. For we loved it. We, we hope you had you. fun. I did. Yeah, I love
0: I love when people like bring like new ideas and like actual discussions with us <laughs> yeah. and like because like we don't we don't want guests who like just listen to us. We want people who participate and who <laughs> challenge <laughs> us. Oh,
2: I'm, I'm sorry. I like a I good have, challenge. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. No, we and you know we. You know, we're not going to bring on anybody crazy. We're just going to bring on our cool people, our crew, right? Our
2: friends, Super yeah. cool
0: party people. <laughs> yeah. I, I only have that reference because of Gilmore Girls, unfortunately. I know that is a movie. You like me. All. You
2: really we like do. Me. We do. Yes. We love
0: Steph. And she's yes. actually given us a lot of really good feedback. So as she the podcast does. gets better, it's partially her fault. Oh, so yeah you know.
2: Or really, to her credit, Stephanie I should say. Stephanie really does listen, because sometimes she'll repeat things I say back to me verbatim right. on the show. <laughs> so Which, like, I oh. mean,
0: to be fair, I edit and Britt doesn't, so I'm sure you forget in two weeks what you said, because sometimes <laughs> yeah. I forget until I'm editing. I'm like, why did I say that yeah. like that? Oh, oh no. God. Cutting that. No. <laughs>
2: but guys, to, of course, echo off Katie, um, thank you so very much again for always listening, subscribing, commenting, sending us messages, giving us recommendations um, we appreciate you spend some small part of your day with us if you're driving in the car i hope you have a great day of work if you're coming home aren't you glad you made it for the day um this is a reminder stephanie just did please take a shot of water take a shot, shot 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 um you know katie likes to mention get vaccinated if get you your can. wear your mask
0: yeah. wash your hands yeah take your vitamins dear god I took some today.
2: Yes, please take your vitamins, especially if you're in th- your 30s, because th- this decade is no longer the time for you. Um so uh but as always, guys.
0: Because it's 8:35 and yes. we're all like, oh we gotta get to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yawning
2: over here. Um <sighs> but as always, we love you guys, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Um same spoopy time, same spoopy channel.
0: Stay spoopy y'all.
2: Stay
1: spooky you all stay spoopy-y'all. <laughs>
0: The Grindhouse Girls podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Brittany Ray and edited by Katie Dale. All music used is royalty free and will be in our annotations. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please contact us at contact us at grindhousegirlspod.com or visit our website at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.